Let's jump into episode 121. Hey, listen, if you're watching on YouTube or even if you're listening, go check out our YouTube channel. Not only have we had a lot more content recently about whether it's things we're hyped about, and I have got another two or three of those in the pipeline. We've also got some gameplay demos that Dan has posted. We just did a spoiler cast for the quarry. So we're going to try to keep doing additional content. So keep checking out the YouTube channel. Thank you for those of you who do watch over there. And uh, But we'll keep doing our weekly show like this as well. That's on audio uh, also, if that's your thing. So I uh, want to kick things off tonight with Game of the Year Watch. I want to take a look at where we are right now or about halfway through the year and just get an idea you guys start thinking through like what what that has what's released this year that is kind of on my short list of favorites so you'd be thinking about that while i read off some so of the top outriders stuff. world slayer <laughs> uh that's yeah. an expansion that's not a yeah, game it's a DLC for, <laughs> it, it DLC wins, for one it of the wins worst game of the year games. every single year okay. it it's not a it's not a game ever. or a dlc it's an experience yeah mm. <laughs> thank you that one time i actually agree with dan yeah, well, experiences, they, they can be that. bad. They can be bad. <laughs> I've had bad experiences. Um, that was one each, of them, that game. Before but, uh, we each share our, uh, kind of some of our favorites, it doesn't have to be ranked, just like, all right, here's three to five or whatever of the games I've really liked this year, if you have that many. Um, but here's the best-selling games of the year. And, of course, NPD does not discriminate according to release date. It's whenever it released. It's just top-selling digital and retail combined. Uh, at number 10, this is as of May, so it's not quite the full half-year <laughs> view but it's most of it uh number 10 is madden 22 madden nfl 22 number nine is mario kart 8 still who is still buying this game <laughs> like yeah, who doesn't right. own this it, game yet? i mean it must be people all like, the same pe- all the same people who don't own grand theft auto 5 <laughs> crazy like, and keep in mind nintendo does not include their digital sales this is retail only so i imagine it's even more right because you know it is it, it's dumb little kids losing their copies and then their mommy buy them a new one i know well, listen if you go to amazon and look because they'll give you top selling lists of all different mm-hmm. kinds if you look at the top selling games 2022 uh, nintendo games are all at the top pokemon like it's just mostly physical versions of those games but pokemon Arce- arceus i think i just think arceus yes. kirby yeah i just so. think it's kirby kids are becoming of age all you know, all the time. Like yeah, we, yeah. we have kids. Born Every day all we the have time. more eight-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. So when that happens, you've got moms and dads Nintendo. going. Okay. Well, what do we get them? Nintendo. Okay. Nintendo. Well, what game? Mario yep. Kart's like one of the first games you buy. Yep. Yeah, it is for sure. And then for sure. stuff like Kirby and Pokemon, of course, are no. So speaking of Kirby, Kirby was number is number eight as of May of best-selling games this year. I don't have the numbers; it just has the rankings. Uh, Grand That's Turismo, actually surprising. Grand Turismo Seven at number seven uh, as of wow. May. Call of Duty Vanguard, which Derek loved, at number six. Um, that woke woke <laughs> campaign. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> I'm still not going to play it. Uh, number yeah, five same. was <laughs> MLB The Show 22, which of course we know is. I don't know if that includes. That does not. Do I'm that looking at now. Pass. That does not include Xbox or Switch digital sales, obviously, because it was on Xbox Game okay. Pass, so it doesn't include that. Well, that's pretty impressive. Or again, just another result of this year's sucking. Could be. Yeah. Uh, Horizon Two Forbidden West at number four. Mm. Number three is Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's not digital sales included either. Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga at number two, and number one is Elden Ring. I think that's 15 million. Is that what I saw? I think I feel like I saw that a couple months ago. Was that was the? It's a pretty high number, yeah. Yeah, 15 mil. Wow. I think it was. I could be wrong. Um, anyway, so those are your top 10 of sales this year. A mixture of stuff from last year. A mixture of stuff like Mario Kart 8 that just never goes away. 
Um, so all kinds of stuff all mixed together there. So if that's the best selling video games, what about some of the best ranked video games? So I put some of that together too, in case you guys are curious. And we actually had a talk in our chat recently about how important the number rankings are. And mm. I know for some folks, you know, for some folks, the rankings are really important. And for some folks, they get really mad at the number ranking. I, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I don't put all the weight into it. But if a game has a lot of critical reviews and the average score is very high, and the user score, depending on the platform, what is Metacritic or on Steam, if that's also high, you've got my attention, especially if it's a genre that I like. So um, that actually just happened recently with the game that I'm playing. I'll tell you guys about. Um, so, so yeah, I'm not saying that the Metacritic score means everything, but I do think it's significant enough. So according to Metacritic, games that released this year, number one, we've talked about this, Elden Ring at 96, uh, which is interesting, a top Metacritic and top selling game of the year so far. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2 is at a 90. That's number two. The newly released Neon White has mm. over 20-something reviews right now. It's at an 89 on PC, and uh, I think it's 86 on Switch. So, And that's the one that I'm, I just got, and I started playing. I'll tell you about it. Um, Horizon Forbidden West is at 88. That's number four. Norco, it's kind of text adventure game, cyberpunk, really dark. Uh, it's at an 88. Um... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge also had 88, which is, nice. I think, I don't know if that's surprising to you guys. That's surprising to me that that game is that high, um, which is great. I love it. Yeah, I love it's it. the nostalgia, but they did like a really good job with it. So like it, it, yep. it is reviewing pretty decent. So it is uh, Gran Turismo 7 at 87, Ollie Ollie World at 87 and Total War Warhammer 3 at 86. Those are your top 10 Metacritic games so far this year. So. As Derek said, like this has not been a deluge of too much to play, like too many, too many like huge games to play. I shouldn't say too much to play, but too many huge new games to play. But I do think there's plenty on my plate and on the backlog. I don't feel like there's nothing to play. Um, Which is a weird feeling because I feel the same way. I feel like, yeah, I got things to play. I have a list. There's 10 on there. You know, there's more than 10 games I've enjoyed this year. Kind of a bummer year, though, still. Like I have a lot of positive things to say and a lot of things to play and and stuff like that, but at the end of the at the end of the day, like you know, we're still waiting for that like big God of War, or that big Spider Man, or that big you know that big thing. <laughs> Elden Ring came out and we got that one, but I and think Horizon Two, those were kind that's of that's like, true. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, those are those are the two and within, those obviously two within a week of each other, right? They kind of release within a week of each other. I don't know. There's yeah. something that feels hollow and empty about this year still, despite there still um, being a couple of those. You know. Three big games for me, obviously Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West, but I'm a big Dying Light fan, so Dying Light 2 was a huge deal to me. But those three games came out within a month of each other. Mm -hmm. So we're in, we're almost in July, so we're six months through. And for me to only say, well, one month had three games I cared about every, all the other months, the last five months, I've just been like, I buy stuff. But I've been yeah. mainly focusing on older stuff, which I don't mind. Like, yeah, I was uh, intrigued by a Plague's Tale Requiem. It looked cool, but I've been playing a Plague's Tale Innocence. For getting them Innocence yeah. for three years now. Like, I'll literally go <laughs> in, play a chapter, get an achievement so it counts towards my Xbox rewards, and then I leave it because I'm like, I hate this game. I hate this game. I hate this game. 
So I finally actually beat it now. But I only beat it because I was like, all right, well, when Requiem comes out, I'm going to want to jump into it, and I'm going to be mad that I never finished Innocence. So because this year's been so slow, I can play a game like that. I'm playing Knights of the Old Republic again on Switch for, I think it's my fifth or sixth time playing through that game. So I'm getting to go back and enjoy older games or play games that I haven't beat Yep. Which is good. It's just part of the excitement. I don't know. I don't know if you, I feel like you guys are the same as me. That's why we buy a lot of games. Part of the excitement is just hyping up a game, buying it. I mean, yes, the playing it's fun, but it's the the excitement of like getting a new release and playing it for that first week. And I just feel like I've only had that excitement. I think about three times this year. Yeah, I mean, by I this time, legitimately by- excited. By this time in most years, I look at my top 10 list and I go, this could be the list, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, for the end of the year. And I feel yeah. pretty good at it. I look at my list now and I go, well, I like all these games. They're not list makers, though. You know what yeah. I mean? The amount yeah. of not list makers on my list <laughs> this year are, are it, it's staggering, you know. It is um, a <clears throat> yeah, tradition for a lot of those games to make a list is uh, September, October, November. So yeah. we'll see how that works out this year. I mean, yeah, just... but we kind of know what those months look like right now, and they look good, but they don't look great, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so I've got so I've got five that I think will end up making my top ten unless the rest of this year just really delivers. Like I expect to enjoy Gotham Knights and Modern mm-hmm. Warfare Two. I expect to enjoy that one. I, there's a bunch that I expect that I'll like a lot. Maybe even a couple that I love. But I think these five will be somewhere in my top ten. Uh, and that's going to be Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West. I think no matter what happens, those are going to be in my top ten, uh, regardless. Be in my top. Uh, probably, yeah, probably right in the very top, actually. Uh, v Rising, Ninja Turtles, and The Quarry are three others that, as of right now, I just enjoyed so much for what those games were trying to do and how they delivered. Like, That's another thing that these are very niche games. So if you don't like kind of arcade-style brawlers that's fine that Ninja Turtles isn't your thing. I understand if you didn't like it. If you don't like uh, kind of slasher flick, telltale style, sto- you know, story-based games, Quarry is not going to interest you. Mm-hmm. Uh, v Rising, if you don't like kind of survival Diablo style combat, you're not going to like V Rising even a little bit. It's a little punishing as well. So those are very niche games, and I, I recognize that. Um, but those, to me, are some of the ones I've enjoyed the most this year. I think they'll make the top 10. It depends on what else comes out. There's others that I've enjoyed. Like, I thought Sniper Elite 5, I did finish that. I thought that was pretty fun. That's going to be in my Swimming in Sevens, along with stuff like Aiden Chronicles Rising. Um, for me, stuff like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and Ali Ali World, I enjoyed a lot. But they're going to be in that kind of honorable mention world for me personally i think even tunic um fire emblem warriors three hopes i played about two hours or so worth of the demo i might end up buying the full game and giving it a real fair shot at some point but from what i've played that's also in that kind of honorable mention bracket for me personally so uh, Lego, Lego game like that would normally and lego star wars these games would normally be in that honorable mentions bracket to me but these games are in my top 10 right now yeah you know I mean? exactly so it's like yeah. You know, again, so it's like it's one of those years where it's like not mad at these games, like yep. these games, enjoy a lot of these games, but like, boy, yep. you guys aren't list makers, and I don't know what you're doing on my list right now. But uh, same, same with like Dying Light Two and Weird West, some of these games that oh, and d- even WWE 2K22, I, I've enjoyed all of those in different ways. Um, none of them truly are just like making me desperate to get back to the controller to keep playing them. 
Um, only, a, only a handful have done that for me this year. Um, Dan, what about you? What are some of your favorites from this year? Um, <clears throat> well, obviously, um, that was a Babylon's fall. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just the, the, it's fantastic, One you know. Games as a Crossfire X, those two are right. Crossfire <laughs> X, absolutely. Um, Stranger of Paradise, no. Yeah. Um, all right, so I mean, it's Elden Ring. Hey, and Horizon, don't hate it on that game. I mean, I I hate it. I still I, at this point, it's probably doesn't even matter. I wanted to do like a review in a very sarcastic, like really just no laid down stuff. It yeah, just doesn't matter. Cares, but yeah. I even said what people, I had to say about even it. Even the people, which there are a lot who like that game, don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. It's like, that oh game, yeah, that came out. That yeah. game legitimately had potential to be, in my opinion, a swimming in sevens game, but it is much lower than that. So. Fair enough. Strangers um, yeah. of Paradise is really good. I've heard the same thing. I've heard, actually, I've only heard really good things about good. it. Uh, okay. uh, Dan is the only person I know in actual Literally, real life. the worst thing about it is how it looks. That's I mean, it. The lighting's it's, jacked it's, up. Even I gotta, I gotta say, there, there's it. gotta be more worse. Yeah, than no, there's the, absolutely like, the, the, the level. The level design is unbelievably terrible. Yeah. So. See, yeah, and that would that stuff would bother me, like uninspired level design and stuff like that. But what so. about other good, Dan? Anything else besides you said? Yeah, Elden Ring well, and Horizon are yeah. Elden Ring Horizon are probably at the top. Um, Kirby was surprisingly Kirby's really good. <laughs> um, it's not like it's not a, a top five contender. I need but, to play that one. I bought it and I never played it. But it's legitimately really fun. Like, I was shocked by how fun it was. And then as you get l- later on in the stages, like, having to actually use the um the sort of dodge mechanic. Yeah. Like, you don't have to use that for most of the game. I haven't even opened it. No, no love for sleeves. I haven't even purchased it yet. <laughs> and, and Dan, the way you can even kind of supercharge or upgrade the specials yes. that you do get, that's really cool, too. Because now oh, they so have fun. a brand new animation and new abilities. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like literally leveling up those abilities and like going back to like the town where where all the little waddle dudes are walking around <laughs> yeah. and like just like a little town. Like it's super fun. I thought oh, it would just be it. I thought it would just be cute, like and right. fun for kids. It's legitimately a fun, well made platforming adventure. Yeah. Really yeah, well yeah. Done. I think Kyle would like it. You sh- on a year I, that no, it's I won't. gonna slow it. <laughs> no, I no. You'll like it. Oh? Yeah, I, I played like the it. demo, it's a it's a hard no for me. No thank you. Oh, all right. Well that's a yeah. shame. Did you like um, uh, Mario Odyssey, Mario 3D? That World was Kyle? really nice, Daniel. You need to come at him a little bit, a little oh, bit more. Is Jeff available? I mean, I'm not you. I'm not just unnecessarily <laughs> aggressive. Um, <laughs> Oops. But uh, oh, and then I just wanted to shout out to Chrono Cross. Obviously, that's a remaster of a PS1 game, but it's it's one of my favorite RPGs ever. So that's not a yeah, Final Fantasy game. It was so good. Game, so. I know. I got that I'm, for free. It was great. I'm literally never giving you a game ever. I again. still can't believe you you like <laughs> guilted Dan into giving it to you, and then you just crapped all over it. It that wasn't was... that he guilted me. I was just like, all right, you know what? I'll give him this chance to see if he actually oh might try goodness. it. I knew he wasn't gonna mm-hmm. like it, but I was like, I'll give him this chance. Never again. Never again. Oh I told him in private that I was purposely being a dick. Um, he he didn't have to give it to me, but I appreciate that he gave it to me. Yes. And I did give it a, I give it a fair shot, but then I realized <laughs> I don't know, less you than an hour. You're saying that it's not good, then you didn't, because it's a good RPG game. Like, yes, it really is a good RPG. Yeah. It's just, it's an old RPG game, and that game has yeah. frame rate issues. Yeah. So never mind the frame rate issues. Plus, you have That's to read a everything. If they I update mean, the frame rate, maybe that then it's worth. No, well, he has to read everything. I mean, hard, you know. maybe if the game had like chaos in it, I would have liked <laughs> it more. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it didn't have <laughs> chaos. It was. Today. Just not chaotic enough. I get it. I get it. Um, Did you eat already? A couple. Yeah, I did. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Um, (laughs) I haven't yet. What are you cooking? Yeah, Yeah, Kyle could go for something. Um, Dairy Queen, apparently. 
So there's a couple of games coming out the rest of this year. I wanted to highlight real quick that are these are on my short list for I'm excited to play these. Um, in addition to stuff like your your mainline stuff, like your Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, but here is just some that jump out to me. Um, Plague Tale Requiem, Forspoken, Gotham Knights, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Nightingale, which is scheduled for this year. We'll see if it lands or not. Um, I know it's already out, but I have it on my list. I just bought it on the Steam sale, and that's oh. Rogue, Rogue Legacy 2. Uh, Steel Rising, Stray, Callisto Rise. Protocol, Two Point Campus, and WrestleQuest are some of the ones that I'm excited to play later this year. And in addition to some of the the bigger ones that you know everyone's Dude, gonna the, play. The whole the whole company's here. This is like a company wide meeting. I, got, <laughs> yeah. I gotta go, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a concert to go to. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I, <laughs> You're super late. Oh, look, it's a uh, it's a message for Derek right behind yep. Jeff. That's exactly. What that is. <laughs> Uh, before we move on from this topic, Jeff, just off the top of your head, what have been in 2022 games that are like, all right, half, half of the year, I think these will probably be in in consideration. We're doing a kind of a game of the year watch to kick things off. So anything off the top of your head that you're like, yeah, this is going to be up there somewhere. Uh, Horizon's at the top for me, um, just by default, even though mm-hmm. it's, even though I still, I'm still waiting for that game that's like, you know, definitively my game of the year. And yeah. that game is really, really good to me, so that's why it's up there at the yeah. top. But uh not saying I hate it, guys. Um you guys think so- I hate sounds it. Like sounds like it. Sounds like it. Sounds like a little okay. bit. Yeah. Okay. Sounds I like don't hate it. Gave it a uh, se- seven out of ten just now. So that sounds seven point five out of ten, which means <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Uh like I told uh Derek on his post in the group, uh STFU, I mean Sifu. Um, Sifu, good call on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, like I still need to play that because I legitimately wanted to play that. So. It's very good. So good. So good. What about uh, will will, you, will the quarry you think be at tor- like in the mix somewhere for you? Maybe the- maybe in top five just because of you guys know I I'm I'm the opposite of Dan. I don't beat games. Uh, I'm not a pro gamer. Um, so like <laughs> it's gonna probably end up in the top five just because I beat it. Mm. Um, Kirby in the Forgotten Land <laughs> is probably gonna be up there. I yeah. love that game. Um, love revisiting it. It's just so much fun. Yep. That's all yep. I got so far. Maybe if I played more Evil Dead. Kyle, you got that one, right? No, I, I, uh, I was working nights and I was like, when am I going to play this? Ah, gotcha. when, when, when am I going to get anybody? That, to, to that looks Someday. like a, you want to play with your friends kind of game. Exactly. Right? It does. Yeah, I was going to get it so Jeff and I could play it. I was like, well, when are we going to, when are our <laughs> schedules ever going to align? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they will soon. Uh, it sounds they like. will soon. Yeah. We'll but, but yeah, that game, I feel like if I played more of that, I would probably have that in the running somewhere because it's, yeah. it's got all the right ingredients from, from the bit that I did play. <clears throat> all right. Uh, we also talked about best-selling games of the year, Metacritic's top games of the year, um, and then some of our favorites. Anything else you guys are looking forward to this year? Something you anticipate might hit that top ten, just based on what you know about it or about Definitely the pedigree. Definitely Callista, uh, Callista Protocol, as long yeah, as that thing sticks. I'm so excited for this. This is legal, by the way. Sure it is. Sure it is, Joe. Are you already <laughs> you on edibles us, you in your line us? Down. <laughs> Yeah, I ate a gummy before I jumped on. That's yeah, I think, I think Callisto Protocol... It's gonna have to do some crazy stuff not to deliver. Like what they've shown so far, I'm like, this oh, game's yeah. totally gonna deliver. Like I would be surprised at this point. I if heard it's, if it's not great. I heard something surprised. interesting recently where they're like, yeah, 50% of the game's melee combat. I'm like, 
Oh, all right. Brutal. Super. Exactly. Yeah. Think yeah. about like your weapons, like bashing and slicing into these things. I'm so. just going to be walking into every fan that I can to watch my character get sucked <laughs> into the <laughs> thing. Director also said like if you like most likely you'll never see like the same like body horror more oh, wow. than once. Wow. So it's like if like if you shoot. Many. Yeah, if you shoot someone, you know, like a whole bunch, like like the way that the holes like go into them, like it's not like it's not per- or it's procedural. It's not like uh, sure. scripted or whatever. That's like art right there. Yeah. It's That's more like art. dynamic, like Last of Us Part. It's dynamic. Thank you. It's dynamic. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Like Last of Us Part Two is like depending on what angle you jump at them. That's how the gravity takes them down and how they die yeah. and what mm-hmm. they yeah. exclaim when they die or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My or dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. Kill my dog, you bitch. Or like so when good. someone dies and they find a body, they're like Frank or whatever. It's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they got yeah. Frank. Yeah. Got Frank. Got Frank. <laughs> Is Frank okay? Um. All right. So that's kind of our game of the year watch. Uh, as Jeff would say, we're halfway there, everybody. Well, we're halfway we are there. literally this time it applies. Halfway there. Yeah. We're halfway there. We're halfway there. We did. Plague Tale uh, Requiem is definitely on my obviously in my list for the, game oh, of the year watch list for the rest of the year. Anticipated. Date. Uh, October eighteenth. Eighteenth. Yeah. October 18th. Is it an Xbox exclusive? No. But it's on Game Pass, right? Yeah, day one. Yeah. I, I think it's Xbox I think it's coming to PlayStation too, isn't it? Isn't it coming to PlayStation? I think so. Uh, Let me check. I'll check because I thought Xbox owned them now. I don't think so, but I, I could be wrong about that. Um, well, despite me saying that uh, I don't think there's a lot of games coming out the rest of the year, I have a big list of games I'm really excited for that I'll just cruise through real quick. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, I think it's going to be awesome. Saints Row, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Midnight Fight Express, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A big Earth, I'm a big Earth Defense Force fan. The sixth one's coming out of that. Those are oh, so yeah. dumb. I love them so much. <laughs> <They're> so <laughs> they really are. <laughs> Everyone needs to buy those so we can play those co-op. Yeah, yeah. The best co-op experience ever. Marvel's Midnight Sun, I think, is still going to be good, you know? Yeah. Forspoken, Scorn, you know. Score. Uh, Tim, Score. you brought up Gotham Knights and uh, Modern Warfare 2. You know, I yeah, think those are yeah. slam dunks. Uh, Pokemon for me, Callista Protocol, as Dan brought up. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out, you know what I mean? These are all yeah. list makers, you know what I mean? So, you know, Potentially. Uh, maybe by the end of the year, like, I look at my list and I go, you know what, I don't hate you. You're okay looking. <laughs> you're, you're all right, year. You are forgiven. Yeah, yeah and if... for me, uh, I still think Elden Ring and Horizon are the gonna end up being my top two games and i don't think anything that's been shown (coughs) has a chance i'm not saying it won't but it doesn't feel like it has a chance to pass that and so that's kind of a bummer for me because i'm like all right i'm cool with awesome games coming out yeah but Um, i'm used to like dan was saying you know hey september october november is when we get our big hitters well for me, my big hitters came in what one week apart. I think yeah. that's what um, it was. And what's oh, no. there's no way God of War's coming out this year. I just I really want to double. I don't know. <laughs> they, I mean, uh, what's his face is pretty insistent, but I mean, if we'll God of War, Corey. if God of War comes out, then Multiple that sources, has yeah. that's the only game that has mm-hmm. a shot for me. Um, yeah. And I I I didn't like that Horizon and Elden Ring came out so close because they were like a week apart. Yeah, I I'm going back and playing through horizon right now i'm playing it on well obviously ps5 at 60 frames per second the first time i played through i played it at 30 frames per second which it does make a difference like i i i I think it looks way better now after the patch on my screens both my screens so i didn't try it on just one it's way smoother it looks crisper but the the reason i'm bringing it up is that i'm playing through it and i'm like dude 
it's like a totally different experience because I was so obsessed with Elden Ring, I would get annoyed by the littlest things with Horizon. I'm like, I'm, I'm dying every five seconds. This is stupid. And I wasn't taking the time to learn the game. Now I'm playing the game like it's Monster Hunter. I'm going, all I'm doing is hunting. All I care about is like upgrading my Really focus on their I'm weaknesses back. and like certain yeah. arrows are really that's, helpful, you know? That's what happened with the first Horizon. It was, you know, Breath of the Wild. And then I was just like, oh, why yeah. isn't, why can't I just climb anything I want in Horizon? Like it was mm-hmm. like, I was blaming yeah. Horizon because Breath of the I Wild. Think, I think Horizon ended up getting a lot of blame both times for one and two because yeah. of its direct competition that came out a week before yeah. it did. Yeah. Well, Derek, um, I like the Monster Hunter comparison. I think that's a fun way to play that game. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, I gotta like, tell you, man, I didn't think anything would top Elden Ring, but let me get through this. If if Aloy would just STFU, if she would just STFU. God sakes. Alright, well let me give you a couple of, of you. God damn Let it. me give you a couple of dark horse games to consider that might surprise some of us. Who knows? Maybe not, maybe they'll they won't deliver. Uh but Witchfire, the people who made um the vanishing mm. of Ethan Carter, that's their action. Kind of Bioshock look in action. That trailer looked game. really cool. So Is that Witchfire, coming out this year? It's it's 2022. We'll see. Okay. It might not. We'll see. But so it's been it's, it's it was not announced. A coming out. Yeah. It was announced like four years ago or five years ago. But it's a small small team. So it's one of those things. So mm-hmm. wait and see. Uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum is hitting in September. What if that ends up being an excellent game? Maybe not. Maybe that'll be just a good be stealth a, game. Who knows? It could be. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I watched. It looks terrible to me. I got to be honest Derek on this. I think it looks stupid. Yeah, I, I love Lord of the Rings. So it terrible. might be bad, yeah. but it might be it might be fun to play. Who knows? Uh, Steel Rising, new IP from the Greedfall team. That oh, could yeah. end up being yeah, a lot of fun. Or it could be just one of those really great Swimming in Sevens games. Like, um, who knows? Again, that's that Team Spider is... Um... It's like every game, they they definitely seem like they're learning and growing and, and doing a bit well, better each time, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let me say this. Uh, as a Spider fan, like a big fan, probably the biggest on the show, I'm a little yes. worried about Steel Rising because that's their attempt at doing, like, Bloodborne. And mm. I don't know if they have the ability to do that. Yep. Like, they're, they're good at mimicking, like, bio, old-school Bioware RPGs. Which is they're create they're making um, Greedfall two, right. which is going to stick oh, yeah. to the whole Bioware the whole yeah. Bioware thing. So Steel Rising makes sense that they're going to be like, well, we don't want to release an exact same game just in a different setting. So they went for this blood. I watched a preview on it. They're definitely going for the Bloodborne slash Dark Souls style. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they can do it. And by the way, the maybe that's why they picked robots. Your character still runs like a grass. So they didn't fix that. And wait, wait, I'm like, your character oh, runs maybe like that's what? why with robot. What'd you say? Like your it character... has a stick in their ass. Oh, okay. All right. Because <laughs> you, you broke up right there and it sounded like you said your character runs like grass. I was like, I don't know what that looks like. Smoking grass and has a stick in their ass. Um, real quick, a couple other things there coming out later this year. Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope is still like slated for 2022. I, I don't oh, yeah. land or Dude, not. That's Ubisoft, I don't know what's going on with Ubisoft. I feel like they just like There's... went off the deep end, dude. Like, well, they're like, doing the opposite of what Blizzard's doing. You know, they're, like, very they're both quiet. in trouble for similar things, but yep. Ubisoft's being really quiet and Blizzard's they're being very really quiet. quiet. And I know yeah. that their their income is way down right now. I saw some news about some of the leadership maybe like taking pay cuts or stepping aside or something. Mm-hmm. I know they're 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 not making a lot of money right now. Yeah. But their Skull and Bones pirate game is there's oh, yeah. been a leak that it's supposed to be revealed next month, maybe released within a couple of months after that. 
and Mario plus Rabbids is supposed to land this year. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see if either of those things um, actually actually deliver. Um, Little Devil Inside still could land Ooh, this dude. year. Oh, my God. I, mean, I forgot about that I, one. I hope so, dude. Still could. God of War Ragnarok, of course. I think I, the leaks and rumors and all these different things. I hear from my uncle who works at wherever, like all those things <laughs> mm-hmm. popping up. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I literally think it's a coin flip. Like if you were to ask me, I was like, I, I can't pick. It's a coin flip if it comes out this year. I don't know. But if it does, that to me is an instant candidate for that top spot. We'll just see how it all shakes out. And don't forget about Hogwarts Legacy. I think that oh, yeah. game oh, yeah. is kind of, it's, we've it's gone quiet a little bit, but it says, <laughs> it says holiday still. Everything that I've looked it at. It does. But now, yeah. but now it's well, quiet. So it's they, like okay, they gave us that like um couple they that showing where they like unveiled it and then there was they a couple a of other videos so yeah I mean they did like a 15 minute gameplay thing but yeah yeah I'm assuming with the game that big with that, that many details they have to do a lot of QA oh sure on that yeah. bad boy so I would not be surprised at all to see that become a 2023 game either we'll see I think they were waiting on the uh, verdict for the Donny, Johnny Depp trial because they're going to put him in the game it's Grindelwald that's what it is <laughs> yeah that's what it yeah. is yeah yeah. Is WB there um, loves, WB loves taking risks like that? Is, um, there a, <laughs> is there a spell where you cast a pile of poop? Because then they could just yeah. stand, they could just like put Amber Heard as the poop, you know, just have her. Defecitis. No, as long as as long as the new Hogwarts game has Ezra Miller's character in it, we'll be good. Exactly. Man, what a problem. They can't find him to, yeah. yeah. to do the mocap. They can't find him to do the mocap. Like, unbelievable. Okay, oh last gosh. last one Funny I wanted to mention. Ezra had a lot of scenes together too. Last, last <laughs> one I wanted to mention. God True. damn it. Yeah, he was. Anyway, oh, last one I wanted to mention. Bayonetta three is still oh, yeah. supposedly supposed to hit this year. It's not, it's not, yeah. Right now Does we it exist a, anymore. Any, oh, I think it. I think it. It's a, we've okay. seen that like one trailer of gameplay. You From know. what we heard towards the end of last year, the idea was that it's almost done. We're polishing. So right. either he was straight up lying, very possible, or they found some stuff they didn't expect, also very possible, well, or it's going to be part of some upcoming Nintendo Direct and releasing in September or something. I hope. God, I really hope I so. Mean, I, I hope all these games get announced and come out this year. But like, it's just like. I mean, with maybe you. it will be a December game. It worked out that way this year, did it? You know, for a lot could of games. Could be December. Yeah, could be Similar December. Similar with Metroid Prime. Like, they were just dead silent with uh, Bayonetta 3, and then they finally showed it, and they showed gameplay. That's really important. They did. And That's I think important. when they it. do that, so. so. Yeah, they, they did. did. They did show a lot I think Nintendo's really good about not, like, they'll announce a game, but they don't, they'll go quiet. It's pretty normal. Before they'll really start talking about it, and then they'll and then really they start talking about it, like Splatoon three. Yeah, until it's <laughs> like it releases three months Splatoon later. 9. So if we start hearing some Bayonetta news in the next month or two, we might be getting it in November, December. It's I mean, the game it's not an online game. There's not a lot of complicated design there, you know. Yeah, uh, it looks Switch ready. The graphics look. Yeah, but that's not a knock. It just don't, looks like. Switch don't forget, ready. Nintendo has no problem sitting on games that are completed until yeah. it makes sense on their calendar. Yeah, like Advance Wars is, from what I've heard, the reboot of that is pretty much ready. But they're just. Waiting. I heard it was ready to come out in December at its normal release date. It's just waiting. Just like, I wonder yeah, if I sh- they're just kind of sitting on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I wouldn't I wanna, be surprised um, if Bayonetta three is actually pretty close, and they're just like still squashing some bugs and waiting, and they're just like, no, we're, we're like their their calendar. We talked about this last week. The Nintendo calendar for the rest of this year is looking pretty solid. Like they don't like, really like need platinum, another game. Platinum proper did make that game, right, Bayonetta three? No one, that, yeah, that, that, yeah, 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 yeah,
all the people who should have been working on Babylon's Fall were actually working on Bayonetta 3 this entire time. <laughs> Thank you. That's there was good. no, that's there was no saving Babylon. Babylons. There was like no saving that. Yeah, that's a, Once Upon a Time, Babylon's Fall had the entirety Babylon. of Bayonetta team, you know, behind it. But, like, at some point, someone was like, ah, just make Bayonetta 3. And then just, um, that's like the D team. I really, um, <laughs> God damn it. I really, um, I really want Forspoken to do well. Um, oh, just because that's kind of been a little nebulous, like what was I going on with good. that. They pushed it back I I, because I think that team deserves it after. Cause so basically they're the team that sort of carved off with, uh, uh, Tabata. Tabata was the guy that was directing 15, um, that, you know, the reins were handed to him and then he got like, well, he quit. I think he like mm-hmm. left square Enix, but there was kind of uh, some behind quit. the scenes, uh, turmoil. So much drama. Um, so I think that team deserves a win. Um, because they're also using the same engine with uh, from 15, which was kind of a mess. So if that turns out really well, like it's really fun to play, and it actually has a decent story, yeah. Um, yeah, then that could be a, a good, good yep. one for them. I am excited for that. I hope that it delivers. All Dark, right, Dark Horse, yeah. Kitty Cat Game, Stray. That's Stray. A Dark Horse. Oh game yes, there, right there. You know what? I'm so excited. That's on PS Plus day one. Like that's Sony's first foray yeah. into this day one thing. Um. Uh, uh, Last time they did that with, uh, what's that one game? It's not Twisted Metal, but Destruction like, All-Stars? Oh, Destruction. It's a game. Yeah. It makes me feel like that game's just going to be trash. That's why that they're giving it away free. That was they gave Rezo gun for free. On PS4 okay. Plus, like, Re- reset, though. That's a good point. But Reset, this is their new subscription service, and I don't think yes. they want to launch it with their first day and date game as a dud like destruction all-stars was going to be a full price game and then they made it ps plus which made everyone go this is pretty bad isn't it this game's gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah, aggressive yeah, I and think, mediocre i think yeah. straight looks like it, it looks quality whether it's your type it's of game 40 it's a 40 dollar game yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I think i think the buzz on stray is is very high um so um, as like long cats. as again, as long as you get to walk along the ledge of something and like, like knock knock like bases cats, off yeah. the edges, that's oh, all. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Everything. I just want to be chaotic, as as you as you are. I a want cat. a trophy for like just knocking over no random reason. objects. Yeah, you know? just, just like a thousand falling them off the edge. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm just saying, uh, why? What were all the games uh, where your dogs? You know, I just feel like this is yeah. a little <laughs> species. <laughs> This yeah, is a little, little species. Make, do- make dog games great again. I think that's a little, a little playing favorites here a little bit. You know, that, that'd actually be a good uh, ranking game for us. We got stuff like Okami, right? Was it Okami? Is it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah you're Okami, like yes. a wolf deity or in that. Like yeah. You've got, yeah. You've got uh, Tokyo Jungle. You get to be a doggy. And, uh, Tokyo Jungle, you'd be a lot of things. Yeah. So. You'd be a lot of things. Dog uh, companion in Fallout 3. Uh, dog meat. So true. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, best dogs in video games. That's a good. Yeah, that's best good dogs. Yeah, and then every every dog in Red Dead Two that you get to pet for like, you know, yeah. you sit there and pet them for an hour. It's no big deal. Yeah. Listen to Arthur over yeah. and over. Eh, it's a good boy. Okay. Yeah, I, sat there, I sat there. I sat there. Cigars and pet dogs. a good boy. <laughs> Who's a good boy. <laughs> Drink a little of that rat whiskey. <laughs> I like that almost as much as I like when Geralt's always like yelling at Roach. <laughs> Those are some of my favorite things too. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some stuff that we're playing. I want to talk about two more recently released games first, and then it looks like two that released a little bit ago have been completed as well. And then if there's time, got a couple of smaller games and demos that I just wanted to mention real quick, but there might not be time. That's fine. Um, anybody playing Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes? I put a couple hours into the demo and yeah. I shared my thoughts already. But anyone playing the full game? Yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing it. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised how much Fire Emblem 
three king three kingdoms or three whatever it three was. houses three houses this is because it is just that like you go back to your hometown or your castle or whatever and you cook and chat with it, your buds and that increases their mood and uh, there's all the all those mechanics made it over every single yeah. one of them even so if cool. you and this is actually a harder game like i actually had a character die and i reload i've never had a character die in any dynasty warriors maybe ever mm. not, not one mm. time um and like very first uh you know couple levels like where they kind of take the training wheels i've had a character die and I, like they're dead you know just like just like yeah, a fire emblem because so, fire emblem kills so I, I reloaded that bad boy back and had to do that whole level all over again which again i did in fire emblem quite a bit so it's like there's a lot of things that just feel like fire emblem but it has that like muso uh you know combat to it can you change that uh, setting for permanent death on this one like you yeah. can okay. yeah you can put it on easy or uh class you know not classic whatever the not classic mode is yeah okay. um yeah man i'm really enjoying it i think i think uh i don't really you know, these Muso games that adopt themselves from, like, uh, other properties, it's like they go out of their way to make sure that their story doesn't make sense. Like, when I'm playing, like, <laughs> Zelda, Breath of the Wild, you know, Warriors or whatever, it's like, so I'm a time traveler? Like, this, I, this they they took the hardest possible way to tell the story. It, 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 you know, you could just tell the same story. You don't have to, like, be cute with it or anything like that. And I feel like this does that a little bit. Like, you, like the character moments make sense. Like, ah, oh, we're sharing this moment together. I understand what your goals are and, and how that reflects and everything like that. But when things start unfolding, I'm like, what it what the heck is going on here? So um so that that's still kind of an issue and stuff like that, but I feel like the character moments are 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 still like very much intact and uh uh it's it's driving me through to like get back to the home base and be like, Oh yeah, I gotta go talk to everybody now and um, you know, I gotta train people and I gotta make sure everybody's kinda, you know, in the same leveling and maybe I took a certain group into the battle so a lot of people aren't like the same level. So I gotta get those guys in training and boost them up. You know, I gotta change their classes and all that stuff. There's a lot going on in this game, more than any Muso game ever, I think. Because mm. um, Fire Emblem uh, games are very complex. So that's yeah, a lot yeah. Of and this, and this, like, again, it feels as dense. You know, the only thing that's different is it's not strategy, it's it's just Muso combat. So, yeah. Uh, I'm really enjoying I've always enjoyed these games. Uh, I think I've played and beaten, like, literally every single one, except for, like, some of the One Piece and Dragon Quest, like, spinoffs or whatever. I just oh, okay. I don't care about that. Um, but like all the main stray ones and, and all the, the first fire emblem warriors one too. Yeah. Yeah. Beat that one. That one's good. Was that uh, one anywhere near as intense? No, on the that side? was just okay. a Muso game. Yeah. It was okay. just a Muso game, but instead of choosing Lu boo, you were choosing Marth, you know, I like got, it's, I gotcha. this is very much, you know, this and like persona and Hyrule warriors, the second one, mm -hmm. uh, we're in this new era of Muso games, like adopting the mechanics of the game properties that they're, they're going after. Uh, so Persona had, like, a lot of dialogue and a lot of, like, stuff that you're doing in between, you know, like, had, had a lot of Persona elements, lighter, you know, but, like, uh, they were there. Uh, so I, I really enjoy that. I think that, you know, it, you're just not playing another painted, like, a game with a paint, you know, coat on it. Like, there's, every game is mechanically different in many ways uh, outside of the combat, so... Uh, and even the combat in this, like, there, uh, it's so complex now. Like, there's so many, like, super modes to go into that, like, I, I forget half the buttons like i'll have to like at the start of every session go be like okay so how do you do your special and how do you do your ah. muso special and how do you do your warriors muso ultra special you know like there's just <laughs> so there's so many different like modes to jump into uh in terms of like powering up your character and stuff like that uh i know in the like, demo i activated some kind of super special that's hard to build up a couple of times like when i didn't need to i was like crap i hit the wrong button yeah so yeah oops certainly yeah. have those moments 
Um, but, so yeah, there's there's a, every button does something in this game, and it's kind of crazy how how much. Also, it, I accidentally skipped you know. past the here's how to break their their defense or their their stance or whatever. Yeah. To kind of like to kind of make them vulnerable for attack, and I don't I didn't totally understand what that mechanic was, and then I just started like really struggling against a couple of the yeah you, you run down the bar yeah. over their head and they break and yeah. you hit x and you juggle them yeah, yeah. basically um, in the end just hit them a bunch that's really yeah all. keep so on hitting hit them. them and if one button doesn't feel like it's doing it press the other button <laughs> uh so that's that's my advice that's, for that one that should be the tutorial <laughs> yeah 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 instead it's like uh, a novel tutorial like has several it, screens it is like, a lot right, yeah, yeah. Well, pages like, and there's uh, still like if you're next to a hero you can shift a button and, and and press like team up and then those two characters will bind themselves together and then like those increase like the, the, when you fight like that it increases their social and stuff like that so like again all that stuff made it over like uh nice. just like in fire emblem if you fight directly next to each other like in the same pains right next to each other yeah uh you know like your your social level goes up so it's like they just they just lifted everything everything that they could and put it in this game and that's uh, pretty cool really nice. enjoying it man i think it's super cool and even though the story doesn't make a lot of sense i know that like these kids are trying to kill each other you know what i mean like that was the whole story of fire emblem we were buddies and then one day we woke up and we weren't you know and uh now we're going to war and i think that there that is enough to keep on driving me through to the next event especially just to see the next like character moment so yeah i'm i'm loving it man i think it's awesome sweet all right um Neon White came out last week, and I generally ignored it until I started to see a couple reviews on it. Here's yeah. three reasons why I bought Neon White. Number one was just the general reviews that I saw on Metacritic and on Steam. I look at the Steam reviews, too. They'll tell you, like, positive, mostly positive, very positive, overwhelmingly positive. Um, so it kind of gives you a ranking. And then once it's mixed or below, I usually pass, unless I know I really want to play it anyway. Um so this has overwhelmingly positive on Steam, 2,000 plus ratings that it's received on there in the last week. And it's got an 89 on Metacritic, the PC version does, and the Switch version has an 86. Um, so I was like, all right, this game is clearly good, and I thought the video looked like it'd be fun. I remember looking at the, the trailer for it. I remember thinking, this game looks like it'll be fun. It kind of looks like Ghost Runner, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of like super hot without the slowing down of time, where yeah. it's like fast levels. Uh, maybe even a little Mirror's Edge. I wasn't sure what to expect, but it just kind of looked like fast first-person action. Mm -hmm. So I played about 45 minutes of it just before we recorded. I went over to CD Keys, and they have it discounted. In addition to the Steam discount, I got it for 16 bucks on CD Keys. So um, already totally worth 16 bucks. It's very, very anime in its styling and its characters, but I think the voice acting is actually Sounds quite... Terrible. You have my attention. The voice acting is actually quite good <laughs> and quite funny. Like, there's already been several times. So the, the, the idea is that you are a demon who, uh, for whatever reason, God has decided that you, you're awful, so you're not in heaven, but you're good <laughs> enough that he needs your help to get rid of demons. And so his sure. representatives are these really overly pious, kind of funny angels that are telling you, like, you're all pretty horrible, but we need your help. And then they put these masks on you which is why all the main characters in the background here have these masks on, that on the inside has an explosive device, very Suicide Squad style, that if you get out of oh, line, yeah. they'll kill you. Mm. So you are now supposed to help clear heaven out of all these demons, and you have to increase your neon rank. So everyone who is a demon fighter is called a neon. You're neon white. The girl behind me with the red hair is neon red. you got neon violet, neon yellow. Wow. Neon, so like they're, each character is a neon and then a color for their name. And... Um, 
Great. So anyway, you go through, I mean, these levels are anywhere from like <laughs> 20 to 30 seconds long, and then you can replay them real quickly. They're very fast. The idea is run through, pick up the items you need, and, and try to get a high score. And anything you get a gold or an ace on, you actually move up a rank. So you start at level 99, and you work your way up. The goal is to get up to level 1. So that's that's how it's working. I guess that's working um, down, whatever. Um, but yeah, you rank up, and so your rank goes from 99. You're trying to get to 1. And that'll unlock new missions for you. So there's these, all the angels are these little anime cat characters. And they even talk about that, like, why are you a cat? This is really weird. Like, they'll even address that, which I think is funny. Um, but they won't let you access certain things until you get better scores on your level so you can just go back and replay levels kind of arcade style let me increase my score let me make this jump a little faster let me you know kill these enemies quicker and get a better score so that's the gameplay loop it's very arcadey and fast that first person style and i thought when i saw cards i thought oh great a deck building game not that even a little bit the cards are literally just the representation of the items you're using like they could have just made it be items. They didn't have to make it cards. They just did. So, but like, so that's that was my issue was like the cards, and I didn't think it was deck building, but I was like, no. okay, so this is like I'm using this card, which is like say it has a gun on it, but then like what is it? So just you just like shoot expire in like ten seconds. Like so yeah, does... the card is like a like if you get a machine gun and get that pretty early, yeah, um, it, you'll see the card. It's it's like a purple colored card, and the color mm -hmm. will start to fade from it as you use it, and then once that's okay. gone, it's over. They also each have a special ability. So like that machine gun, if you hit the right bumper, it'll shoot out this little purple uh, bomb, and it'll mm -hmm. just hit the nearest wall or enemy and explode. You can either take out a group of enemies, or you can launch yourself up higher into the air. <clears throat> it can even like propel you as a for a higher jump for certain things. Um, some of like the the pistol, you can use that, and then when you use that second ability, that gives you a double jump. So all most of them will have a second ability. Once you use that second ability, the cards discarded, and all you have left is your sword. Mm. And um, so yeah, I think it's pretty creative. It's pretty fast paced. I think that it's very stylish, and I'm surprised at how much I'm already liking the characters and just kind of the general story of what you're doing. Again, it's kind of like anime Suicide Squad in heaven slash hell you know and you're playing this on pc not switch right on pc yeah so yeah i wonder how i mean switch. i'm assuming it runs decent enough on switch like it would have to right because it looks so, like it's really yeah fast, the, so. the textures are very simple lots of white space they don't try to mm. make the water super detailed it's much more about like just making it move quickly so yeah yeah um, and then once you get to the character cutscenes, it's just comic book style where it shows the character and it highlights the one who's talking you know mm. so it's it's not a super intensive uh, game in that way. It's only like five gig download on PC. Oh, so it's not okay. A, not a huge game. Um, but yeah, I, I like. It. And then and then you get when you finish that first mission, you go to a city, and then you can kind of visit different characters, talk to them. You keep a diary of how your relationships going with them. So you can give them gifts that you find as you replay levels. You can go back and discover hidden gifts in the <laughs> levels. Give them gifts, and then that'll eventually earn you these heavenly cards that you can go and trade in at the chapel for uh, these heavenly experiences that you're right now, you're too dirty of a sinner to experience. It's all very tongue-in-cheek humor about heaven versus hell. I really think it's very clever um, the way they did it. So I did not expect to like this. I I just pulled the trigger and thought, maybe I'm wasting 16 bucks, but I'm already, I was already a little annoyed to turn it off to start recording, to be honest. I really want to keep playing. So. Oh, I'm so sorry. To... <laughs> yeah, you guys have done the same thing too, right? Haven't you done it before? We were like, oh, in a yeah. game, like, oh yeah, we got to talk about games for Absolutely. a little bit. But, yeah. So I, I'm digging it. I'm digging Neon White. I recommend it if that yes. appeals to you at all. So uh, 
A Plague Tale Innocence has just been completed finally after three years. Derek, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Do you really want them? Do you really want them? Just give it, um, give it three, three words or less. No, you're not getting three words or less. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, okay, one word or less. <laughs> I don't think you can restrain Derek with one word. <laughs> well, like, it, it, I, I didn't hate it, but it's not... I don't know. It's the gameplay sucks and the story took a nice no, your, your your opinions have not valid. Just please um, keep going. So oh God. Just keep push going. Push through it. Push through it. <laughs> so, <laughs> push through My thinking is that it it's like I like towards the end. I'm not gonna spoil it for people that haven't played it, but I like towards the end the gameplay was significantly changed, which it desperately needed because I found it to be obnoxious. And so when that change came it made the game a little bit more fun. And yeah. then, like I said, stories, character, or the story and characters, decent. I wouldn't say amazing. It gives me hope that the new one will be good, but I don't think it's as great as everybody It is. You're it wrong. Was. Can we move on? Can I ask you, though? <laughs> so, obviously, Jeff and I loved it way more than you did. But let me ask you, um, do you think because you split it up Seven. over such a long period of time... No. How could you enjoy a story and characters when you haven't seen them for months and months, and then you play one chapter, and then months and months, and then you play a chapter? Like, that's no way you to can, you just it, can't. Right? That's like that's, trying to play a JRPG. The game's that way. fault. You know? So okay. if I did that's that with the, the quarry, fault. I would probably think the quarry is boring and the characters are dumb. If I waited two more months and come back into a chapter, <laughs> no. it no? sounds like you're trying to <laughs> passive aggressively tell me I'm wrong in my no, no, opinion. I'm, I'm asking no. you. No, think it made a difference. I'll be aggressive about it. If you I'm asking the alternative. No, made it different. All right. no because I know that very I know glad that the all story. five of us are here right now. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it would be it would yes, I would agree with you if like I was going into it and going, I'm lost. What am I doing again? Oh, who are yeah. you? But I knew her, who everybody was. Um, okay. even the last half of the game I beat is where you significantly see certain characters more that weren't there in the beginning. Yep. So yeah. even the ones that were there when I took my little break or, you know, breaks, I should say, because I really did just use the game to unlock an achievement every time you beat a chapter so I could get Xbox rewards. Um, so anyways, my point is, is that I don't think it really impacted my view. I don't think my view of the... the the game would have changed maybe somebody else yeah but for enough. me at no point was the story getting better until playing it now tonight and i was like okay i'm still really annoyed with things there's certain things that really annoyed me but i don't hate this game and that's when i started thinking about it i was like what what score would you give it i was like oh, seven i think it's a seven I think okay. that's kind of it got some of those types of scores from some outlets too. That's not too far off from what some people gave it. I, I mean, I personally liked it more than that, but I hear what you're saying. But I think, I think it's also expectations. So I played it when it came first came out, and it was getting good reviews and stuff like that. But I think the people that were giving it really good reviews had zero expectations. It's just me. like when I play I no like like a game like Greedfall or something like that, I had no expectations and then it was amazing to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't and beat even a lot of reviews. Of the year, I didn't beat it until after the game of the year discussion, so mm-hmm. it was yeah. built up for me and I still loved it. I I don't know. Different yeah. strokes. Well, it's 
I don't mean this as an insult because I normally insult Jeff, but like that's his style of game. That's not my style of game. Say, that's a, a good point. Here. That's actually a really good it point. It takes a it lot is. for Derek to resonate with like characters because he tends to. I think you do tend to lean more like gameplay than anything else, right? Like you're yeah. gonna lean more gameplay yeah. like than than story. Yeah, I've been yeah. gaming yeah. for thirty years, and all I cared about like the first. Well, besides when I was going through my sports phase, but when I started getting into single-player games, all I cared about was story. I was like, oh, it's all about the twist. I'm all about, like, the characters. And then I got sick of it. I was like, I've seen it all. It doesn't do anything for me. Now I just want to enjoy games for what they are. And, yeah. and I get looped into gameplay. This game doesn't have, for me, a loop that I care about at all. It's not supposed to be a loop. But it doesn't have anything that I care about until, and I'm not going to spoil it, a certain something happens a in big the change. story. A big yeah. Changes. <laughs> yes. Which that yes. actually... A hero gasm. A hero gasm. Like, hero gasm. Hero gasm. Yeah. I was out there, there Kyle. <laughs> that made me like the game more because I was like, okay, you just made a very, very positive change when I didn't yeah. expect it. Or yeah, most games wouldn't even do that. So I think in that... The last I, I, th- I consider that the loop because it felt like incrementally each chapter because i think the game is split up in chapters right it's like chapter one this yeah. chapter two that Seven, um i think 16 each chapter chapters you, in an you unlock right so every couple chapters you unlock something new with your slingshot and that was like enough of a quote-unquote loop for me so i i don't know yeah again yeah. different strokes it's just we I just think well, I, different my game. expectations when i went to play this game i think it was 2019 when it came out does that sound right <clears throat> um my I thought it was like 20, 20, yeah, I, I really do think i've been now. playing it for three years I think it was 2019. Um, but anyway, Lord. my expectations when I went into playing it were I thought I was getting a Telltale style game. So mm-hmm. when they started doing a little bit of stealth and then mm-hmm. they were like, hey, you can actually use your slingshot. Hey, you can actually use the environment to kill enemies. I was just thinking of this as a puzzle stealth horror adventure game. Mm-hmm. I was never thinking get, the same way I approached the quarry. I was thinking, hey, this is a mystery adventure narrative game. That's all this is. So if I had expected mm-hmm. to actually have fun with the gunplay, I would have been mad at that game. That would have been awful. But you're, you're, yeah. that's, that's not a game yeah. that's meant for that. It's definitely, so, it's not its strong suit. So the when, when the Plague Tale Innocent started introducing what I thought were like, oh, that's a surprisingly intricate gameplay mechanic I wasn't expecting in this game. Mm-hmm. If you were already expecting Horizon or anything close to that style of like, little RPG improvements when you go to the crafting table. I mean, the, the improvements are incremental at best. Like, it's very... Yeah, very yeah. So I think, objectively yes. speaking, you're not wrong, Derek, in saying that, hey, the, it's gameplay-wise, it's not up to snuff. You're right. But I guess sure. you're right about expectations, too. My, my expectations were not to get any of that, and I got some. So I think that's why I was, uh, I was excited about Tim it. Tim and I have been doing this show long enough that I know this is... Like, when I'm playing this, I'm like, this is a Tim game. So he's mm-hmm. just like when you were playing it, would you really be like, that's no. a Derek game? I think even yeah. in our game no. of the year chat that year, exactly. I think I remember saying, like, I don't even think you would like this game. I feel like I remember saying something <laughs> like that to you. Like, yes. Yeah. So the fact that that's I right. got through it and I'm still giving it a seven uh, means that it, so it does a pretty good I'll job. I'll take it. Yes. But still, I'll take very it. Generous. Background. Um, so generous. All right. So, and we also did find out that a Playtale Requiem, good timing on finishing this one, gives you a couple of months of not playing that style of game. And then, what's that noise? <laughs> is someone moving? What's happening? Dude, I feel like the cr- Ghost of Christmas Past has been this whole episode. Like, like I don't know what's going on. Okay, so it's fine. It's fine. Um, all right. So, Anno Jesus. Mutationum has been completed by somebody. It has. It has. Was that you, Dan? Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, I've already talked about this game at nauseum. Um, By the way, uh, before you continue, it's a good time to buy it on Switch. I bought it for like 17 bucks. There you go. Just gonna it's on sale on Steam, too. I think it's Steam. on sale on Steam. Steam and Switch. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, it's, I mean... What is I, this? Uh, Anomutationum? Yeah, it's like an action RPG, cyberpunk, like, indie okay. pixel game. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty solid indie game. Um and obviously for me, like I care story the most. By the time you get to the end of it, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, it doesn't all quite connect um, super smooth. So there are kind of moments when they're happening. You're like, well, so who is this guy and what's the deal with this and what's the connection? Like, so as you're getting further, it, it gets kind of convoluted and you're like, all right, well, I don't totally get what's going on here, but. The vibes are cool. It's a it's a very cool game. The gameplay um, is pretty good, except like I said before, like the roll the sort of roll dodge I think needed a little tweaking. Mm. Um, but overall, I think it is really fun. And whatever, the, what's uh, what's it on sale for, Jeff? Was it like eighteen, seventeen? You said? Yeah, I got it for eighteen on Steam. I think it's absolutely worth that if you want to yeah. give it a shot. Um, just play the demo. The demo is a good hour, I think. Yeah. of the game, and I, Great. I think it's a good intro to the combat and the world yeah. and. Very cool cyberpunk uh, vibes. Side scrolling and stuff. Yeah, very cool cyberpunk vibes. I just think yeah. um, if like you're if you're looking for like a really like well made, well connected story, it. I mean, I don't know if that's just something that cyberpunk, the genre or or the themes of cyberpunk is. If that's a common thing, because I'm just not as um, in the know with cyberpunk um, type of stuff. I know Kyle, you really love um, cyberpunk related things like that kind of genre and that that aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd so, be into this one. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, th- I think overall it is really good. I just think as it, it, when I got to the end of the story, there were moments I was kind of like, wait, so why is this guy going insane? And what's like things just aren't quite connected. Oh, well they, they kind of they, allude to it at the beginning, right? Where they talk about uh, there's something installed in people's brains or something that can potentially make them go crazy, kind of like in cyberpunk, how people would get uh, cyberpsychosis. Yes. I don't even remember that. I mean, all I know is the main character Anne has something called antagonitis, which mm-hmm. plays into like this whole like o- like overarching thing involving the world and end of the world shit. So um, there's a whole thing with that. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of really cool elements, really cool like characters. Um, there's this one particular guy that's like a boss that you fight a couple of times. He's super cool um, and pretty tough. Yeah, there's there's a lot to there's a lot to like here. But I, I would say this would be like. Like a seven point five, mm-hmm. like maybe eight kind of game. Okay. Um, seven point five. All right. Depending on the moments. Women. Yeah. All right. Um, a couple games that I got on sale that I wanted to highlight. The first one's been on my wish list for a while, but it always seemed overpriced for the kind of game it was. It's called Project Zomboid. And uh, Zomboid. So think, think <laughs> like um, Sorry. <laughs> I, isometric Sims style view. Uh-huh. But it's kind of like a state of the case style thing where it just starts you in a zombie world yeah. and you have to just start exploring and finding stuff and building up your shelter and collecting supplies and not dying because you die real fast in this game. Um, so Zombard. Zombard. It's, it, the, the controls Sorry. are fine. It's just it's not going to be for everybody. The idea of like you collect these weapons and then you have to use right click to kind of aim. It's a, it's a PC game. You right click to kind of aim the direction. So 360 degrees, you can kind of circle around real quick to aim what direction you want to swing or shoot or whatever, and then left click to, to hit it. But it's again, that isometric third person type of a view. So it's not super exact. 
Um, for the most part, you knock zombies down, and then you have to aim at their head and hit them on the head with whatever item you've got. Oh. So, so anyway, you can essentially explore. You pick what you can set up a custom sandbox, by the way, and you can make <laughs> it super aggressive survivor mode. You can make it very peaceful. I just want to build up my whatever um, uh, my base type of a mode. Like, there's a lot of ways you can approach it. Right now, it's I think 14 bucks, which still might be steep for some people for a game like this, but I. I like it. I think it's a pretty creative little game. You can create your character to look all kinds of wacky and silly and name them whatever you want, and then they die and you get another character and keep going. That's why it reminds me of State of Decay, because, like, mm. characters... Yeah, that's like that, huh? And a cycle through. So, I like it. I do recommend it if you like uh, zombie apocalypse kind of survival type stuff. Um, not the best actual action gameplay, though, just to be really clear. Okay. Mm. Uh, Vigil, The Longest Night, is a side-scrolling kind of souls like in terms of the gameplay in a way although they don't really have souls that you lose when you die you just go back to your last save point so it's a little more metroidvania maybe although i have not yet come across areas that's like you can't go here yet so i don't know if metroidvania is even the right description it's a action rpg side scrolling platformer it is pretty difficult elements of it are certainly inspired by souls like the boss fights and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff but it it doesn't have the same the idea is that you have you can find these items that you can use as portable save points if right before a boss fight for example and just reload every time you die at that spot or you go to these owl statues and it'll reload you at the last owl statue um but yeah the visuals look kind of like darkest dungeon remember those kind of paper cutout characters where they yep. it look very uh very cool very detailed but they also move very stiff like a paper like a storybook so mm-hmm. a little bit like that in the characters i think tales of iron kind of had similar look and feel uh, if you played that one with the rats um, but it's cool. You have you pick sword or these dual wielding blades or a big giant heavy weapon or a bow, and then you can level that up as you go. And uh, and you can keep there's lots of loot to find, lots of stuff to upgrade, a blacksmith to visit to, you know, to upgrade your weapons, build more stuff. So if you like that kind of stuff, I think it looks really good, and uh, I think it's cool. I think it's also around the thirteen dollar range on sale right now. So Vigil: The Longest Night, pretty solid little uh, little side scrolling action game. All right, we're gonna move into headlines before we start. Uh, I, I actually had to get a game. That I, was I, got, I got stuff. I was, I was, yeah, I was gonna say, is there I'm anything else that we missed that I don't have on the list here? Because I don't okay. have anything else. on No, the list. I'm, I'm too offended to do it. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Can anymore. I mute you? <laughs> Please. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say, mine's really quick. Uh, uh, um, I, I really thought I stumbled upon some great ARPG with Grim Dawn or whatever, and it is great. Apparently, the whole world knows it's great. Uh, so I didn't find hey, this. Rimdon. This is this is not me finding a diamond in the rough. If you look <laughs> up any top ten greatest ARPG of all time list or whatever, this is like in the top three or whatever. Uh, oh. I'm showing up late to this game. Sorry, whatever. Apparently, you guys haven't heard of it either. So no, apologize. Apologize more. Uh, actually, what I was gonna say about this I've one, Kyle, I wasn't sure if you played it yet because I know you mentioned it in chat. Mm-hmm. I actually bought this game during one of the Steam sales a while back, and I've yep. never played it. It's just one of those many that I've purchased on yeah, Steam. Yeah, so yeah. Sit. Double back to it and play it with a controller. I think it feels okay. really good with a controller, which is right. kind of, you know, for these types of games, like usually kind of like that point-and-click, uh, you know, style, like uh, can people would favor more. But boy, I started it with the mouse and the keyboard, and I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. Yeah. And I played with the controller, and I was like, oh, this feels like an action game now. This feels really good. Nice. Or it feels like Diablo 3 on consoles, you know. Um, I think it's awesome. I think the it's really grimy and and gr- like it's like it's it's as gross and grimy as like Diablo, if not even more so. Like it's very just mm. 
dark vibes and and stuff like that. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm not far into it, maybe an hour or a couple hours, but just I, I can see it like how the trees are, are, you know, the skill trees are folding out. I can see how like how much customization goes into it. I can see like the economy system, like it, it exposes you to a lot in that first hour. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like this is a real this is a real good game. If you're looking for a Diablo three uh, style experience so, classes and stuff to pick from. Oh, yeah. Mini. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah, they actually, I was just looking at the Steam page for it. They just put out a new update for it. I mean, it seems like they're up there supporting this game, the devs are, which is Yeah, cool. yeah, and, oh, and cool. there's new DLC slash expansions, like, all the time. Um, pretty nice. girthy, big pieces of content, you know. Girthy, so, that's a good word. <laughs> girthy, <laughs> chunky, girthy slice. slice. Yeah, girthy, chunky slice. Um, so, down, yeah, right. yeah, that's, that's uh, it's, it's worth checking out, I'd say, especially for, like, four bucks or whatever it is right now it's, it's like insane i think that's is. why i bought it on a steam sale it might have been right when i first bought my pc last mm -hmm. you know a couple summers ago and i was same as you kyle like the, the steam sale hits i'm like i'm buying anything under five dollars oh, sure. right <laughs> and so this was certainly one of those cheap ones that i bought and never tried never tried this one so i will have to do that all right good good wreck anything else you guys are playing uh yeah uh I, I don't really have much new to add other than shredder's revenge is definitely one of my favorites of the year it's i haven't James. beaten it yet but it's it's awesome i it's have so much fun. i have beaten it and i played it co-op and it, uh, it was awesome it was a great yeah time. finished it, it earlier feels, today. feels good isn't it to... super short it is yeah, it's like two hours. an arcade game it's like yeah. two hours long yeah. Oh, okay yeah you can uh, play the whole uh... thing through pretty quick especially if you do easier mode uh yeah. really fun couch co-op with friends or kids like I, yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun it feels kid. great once you like get the hang of the combat and how to counter. It does like good, not yeah. counter, but like I don't know. I just I feel like I'm getting better. There are uh, some I mean, mechanics. I do there to uh, Raphael. Yeah, there there are definitely but, some mechanics there to work. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting better at juggling those and doing the different things because it's more right. in, it's a little more involved than just mail like just did, tapping A or X or whatever. Did you yeah. guys try Casey after unlocking him? I did. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like his character. Uh, I like that the, the like there are some moments like where you're playing a level and like the level will start and like out of nowhere an actual rap artist will start rapping about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, I was. And it's like I mean, it's my favorite thing every time it happens. I think it's so awesome. I was not. I was not feeling that if I'm gonna be honest, but it's fine. Because <laughs> you're racist. Because you're racist. That's fine. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Why? Why does that make me racist, Jeff? Why does that make me? <laughs> because you just uh, are in your heart. Dude, I, uh, I agree though. Shredder's Revenge is just. It's one of the just pure fun games of the year. Like, it's yeah. just, man, they, I, I said this earlier and I mean it, like when a game succeeds at what it's trying to do, it deserves all the credit in the world. And this game right. is exactly. same with stuff. Like we talked about with our, in a spoiler cast with the quarry, this is what it's trying to do. And for right. the most part, it achieves it. And same with Shredder's Revenge, even more yeah, so. Even it, more, it, exactly. I think it sets out to do uh, like perfectly, like what it, what it was aiming for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything aiming about to, it from, Obviously, from, it's nostalgia bait, but it's on top of that, they added so much more mechanics. and, and Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and just like, it, it. and just it opening up in the original TMNT like uh, cartoon. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they, they knew what they were doing. You know what I mean? I got to exactly. be honest. I was like, I want to go binge through that show again. Like, why, yeah, why would yeah. I? Adult, <laughs> why would I do that? I want to buy that that their their uh what is it? I have had like a toy set that was like a their yeah. sewer oh, train yeah. station. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to buy that again. Why? Why would I do that? Yeah. So we, <laughs> I actually never owned those toys, but I always wanted them. I feel like my cousins yeah. and friends always had them. It was them. so hard to find. It was like Power Rangers, dude. Toys. Like I was obsessed with Power yeah. Rangers back in the day, and Same, I yeah. never had yeah. one of these. And now I'm a grown ass adult with freaking Megazord. You never had there. a Zord? I, I, my parents had to, like so every day. They I was a GI around Christmas time. Every day they checked for Zord. Can I sound like a really dumb, like whiny nerd kid for a second? So my mom eventually did 
did buy me one. It was actually from the movie, which I, looking uh, back on it, it's like, that's not what that's I wanted. That's an ugly Megazord. That's such yes, an ugly Megazord. Yes, But I was like, I was so appreciative oh that she finally bought me one. But the freaking frog, which is the waist part, the leg was broken. Yeah. So I went to go return it back to the store. And back then, dude, it was like Classic people model. were fighting each other to get Power Rangers. Yes, toys. So like, were. Couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, ret- I couldn't um, exchange it. I had to return yeah. it. Yeah. So. Um, one other quick note. I know that, uh, Derek, you're playing Knights of the Old Republic. It sounds like there's potentially a game-breaking bug in the second game of the Switch version that doesn't let you finish the game. But I think it, the reason it was a news article is that they've acknowledged it and they're working on a fix for it. So oh, I see. maybe just watch for the fix for that before you dive into part two yeah. of Knights of the Old yeah. Republic. Well, I'm definitely taking a break after I finish Coder. The first and one. Then I'll yeah. Go, yeah, and then I'll go to the second one later. Might be fixed but then. the only thing I would add on, and I'll make it real quick because I know you want to move on to the next one. No, we're good. Keep, I did, go ahead. I did finish Call of Duty Vanguard. I bought that at launch like an idiot. I don't know why <laughs> Same I did. here. Same here. Like the only person. Um, overall, like, you know, I made a joke post about, well, I was actually being honest, but it's still a joke, but it is a very woke campaign. I I know people have a problem with that. I don't really care. It's woke. Um, it's not accurate at all. And that's fine if you want to live in a fantasy world, but at least tell like a decent story. It wasn't, it just felt forced. It was, it was not good at all and so now i can kind of see why like the rumors of them finally trying to like maybe change up their campaign because i feel like this is it's not a terrible campaign like if you play it you'll just be like it's call of duty but it's not good and it's redundant and it just feels like blah and so the whole time i was playing i was like the only reason i'm playing this is because i spent money on this day day one like an idiot and the second reason is because I was in the mood for a shooter. And mm. that you can't deny. Call of Duty does shooting mechanics. <clears throat> yeah. It's yeah, not better so. than everybody else. Almost as good as everybody else. So yeah. it's a really good shooter. It has some cool action. But story-wise and characters, I just thought it was pretty It's awesome. a bunch of uh, off of Modern Warfare and then the Black Ops reboot. Yeah, I think it's because missed. Vanguard was developed by a bunch of other uh, companies Mm. along with sledgehammer it was mm. like a bunch of other companies they might have even outsourced most of the work i don't know but yeah i just i was not impressed by that campaign when i played it hollywood talent um mm. they had a lot of hollywood talent which they always do mm. um so you they know they hired the kevin space you that. know <laughs> he's back whoops <laughs> whoops <laughs> but i just thought overall and he plays a pedophile just... nazi no yes. he's the hero this time. he's the hero yeah <laughs> But yeah, it was a it was a letdown. I mean, I as soon as I beat it, I just uninstalled it. I'll never play that game again. But I am excited sure. for Modern Warfare 2 because yeah, I am getting that like itch for a, a first person a good first person shooter. So hopefully that will be good. But I really, really, really hope the next Call of Duty will have something new with their their campaign. Like Give me an RPG slash first person like shooter. Halo Infinite oh. Whatever happened to that or like yeah. open world game that they were talking about doing for like Call of Duty Open World, which it, like like that's been be rumored working. forever. Yeah. I could still um, be working on it because it's taking a while. I mean, I, although we're saying that and it does sound interesting, but I have a feeling like 
the hard like the main Call of Duty audience would just be like, oh no, they you're just trying to campaign. you're just trying yeah, to inflate yeah. the and try to inflate the game and blah blah. It's like yeah, you, you know. Sure, sure. Well, here's the thing, whatever man. That rumor was was just Warzone. Is that what it became? No, that, no. Okay. This was like way before. I mean, this this is like a ten year old rumor. It feels like that's at this what point. I was just wondering if it turned um, into Warzone. No, and, and it may have. Tournament. Obviously, I don't. They are trying know. to make it. I don't know those. I think Warzone is obviously just a response to just Battle Royale being, you know, a big <laughs> yeah. thing. It's successful, uh, man. Like they make a so, lot of money from. That. Yeah, and and, yeah. and maybe elements of that because like in Warzone there are like missions that you go on. You know, like you can like oh there's a thing over here. Let me go do that real quick. So like maybe there's some elements that made it over, but like boy they were always talking about like a story focus because like bad company one and two were almost open they were like open area like yeah, okay. levels. and they had uh, a and cool so cast of characters they did yeah so i like, felt like i felt like those rumors started coming out after like bad company came out like they're like college like well, we could do something like that and like make it bigger and and it just never kind of happened but like i would love a, a giant really focused uh, modern, you know, or Call of Duty like campaign. I think that'd be cool, but like I obviously know that there are ways to really screw that up and make it stupid too. So yeah. um, sure. Maybe to me, with Call of Duty, you're selling to two different audiences. You already have your yeah, hardcore yeah. audience that only cares about online multiplayer, yeah. <laughs> and they did lose a lot with Vanguard. But I really do think a lot of that is just people are. Warzone. You can't sit here and do modern warfare Warzone, type yeah. games and then go back to old crap and people be like yeah when battlefield just did it like yeah you lose that excitement but but isn't it also the war, um, war zone like a lot of those multiplayer people have shifted yeah. to war zone and they're they're there they don't yeah. war zone is oh, crazy I crazy pop definitely yeah. believe war zone actually is like a good thing but a, it's also cursing <laughs> call of duty as um, well because they're they're not losing players. They still have a lot of players playing modern or the the open world battle royale stuff, but they're losing players on right Vanguard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm curious what Modern Warfare 2 will be. Will it successfully successfully be able to do both? Like draw the attention of those. Yeah, people. and Modern Warfare is, the, is to... the big like multiplayer player, so I can actually see like the uh, Modern Warfare multiplayer and Warzone both being really successful at the same time. But I think that would only work in the Modern Warfare game because I mm-hmm. think that like, the multiplayer in that game is so beloved. Yeah, and I don't know if call if uh, honestly if Activision really knows that, but you really do have two audiences. There are the, we're the we it's are the smaller audience. I will say that. But you really do have a second audience that's like, dude, I'll buy your game day one for your campaign. I'll that's buy true. it. Can yep. you just please do a good job with it? And so I think if they would go, you know what? We're going to have two teams. We're going to have one team that just strictly makes top tier multiplayer, has all the systems levels and everything. And then we're going to have a second team that works on a campaign for two or three years. And we're going to create this open area slash open world action RPG first person shooter. You can do it. You can do it. So I think that's what I'm saying. I want. Yeah. Uh, the last game I wanted to mention, I played the beginnings of Dragon's Dogma, and I've never played it before. Ah, uh, yes. It's... There you go. Yeah. Very good. Oh, my gosh. Very it's good. good. Right? Right, right off the bat, it's good. I'm like, it's yeah, cheesy, yeah. but it's good, right? Man. It's it's not like, the, obviously, the visual animations, like the uh, cinematic animations or whatever, are rough because it's ten a 10 year old, old game, but uh, the combat still holds up big but like time. even just like that intro mm-hmm. song is just so like it's trying to be like rock and roll but it's like it's ja- <laughs> but it's like japanese and it's a little poppy also like it's 
it's just yeah it's a unique game game. it's a unique game i went and played it again and here's what what you should do if you want to make the game a little bit easier all you have to do is go into where you get your pawns or whatever and just Mm -hmm. friend request people that are extremely high level they'll add you on steam oh and then you go in there and you get them for free yeah, so you you, you use friend pawns for free, and if if they're like mm-hmm. a, if you're using a level 100 pawn, you can just have them power level you through that whole game. You know? Yeah, I have oh, two yeah, pawns right yeah. now. That's One's so a level I like 83, that. and the other one is just an infinite number. I don't know what that means. It's just an infinite, which <laughs> means it's yeah. extremely OP. That's cool. So yeah, and I'm he's playing it on Steam because, right now too. Like so I said, if you guys see my pawns on there, y'all. I'll scoop my pawns up um, because I'm I'm playing it on there as well. I started so a whole a good, new game. That's a, that's a hot. That's a really cool. Put like three uh, or four hours game. That game already. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> that's all I got for games. All right, let's cover a few headlines and then we'll wrap things up. If you guys are up for it, I want to talk. Uh, we don't have to go super deep dive spoiler chat, but I want to get your thoughts on the uh, the finish of the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Um, yeah. so you can do some spoiler chat on that if you guys are interested in that. But before we do that, is it because of Obi Wan? Take on that. Before we do that, we'll talk about some headlines. So don't go into it yet. Don't go there yet. All right. Why is so, it because uh, of Obi Wan? <laughs> because of Obi Wan? Like the meme? God, God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. All right. Um, oh, Anakin. Oh boy. Um, so. Liar. No Man's Sky has been slated to come to the Switch for a long time. I yeah. don't know how it's going to perform or look on that game. Because I got to tell you, <laughs> I was playing it. My, my son fired it up on the Xbox One X, which is not a weak system, especially compared to the Switch by any stretch. And it didn't run super smoothly. Like, it was pretty choppy. It was loading things in really late. I was like, man, you really need to play this on the new consoles or on PC to really get the No Man's Sky experience as it is now. I understand it was a disappointment for a lot of people six years ago, myself included, in some ways. It's a much better game now. It's way prettier, and it's much more demanding. So I don't know how this is going to run on Switch when it does release, but that release date is now October 7th. They kept bumping it. It was last, most recently, it was summer of 2022, and now they're saying it's officially October 7th, and the physical version of the PS5 will also arrive on that day. So... I still think the best place to play that's going to be one of your new consoles or a PC. That's mm-hmm. that's the place. If you like that kind of game, that's where to play that. But uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, in a more positive note for the Switch, they had a direct that aired this week, and I didn't watch the entire thing. I only saw the first like five, ten minutes maybe or so, and then I had to get back to you know normal work stuff. Um, but I did watch some of it, and I thought the the setting looked really cool. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but the idea being that everyone in these two lands, which these two there's these warring lands that are just in constant conflict and the the people who are born into this land essentially have 10 years to live to essentially just do battle and if you live your full 10 years then the queen honors you and essentially kills you into this bright sparkling dust of whatever that flies up into the air so mm-hmm. it seems like not a great way to live and then of course the game setup the story setup is that something happens i don't know exactly what but you meet this mysterious person and now you you're party in the game is made up of a couple people from this side and a couple people from that side who now realize hey we have to figure out what's really going on in this world that's only letting us live for 10 years and they talk a lot about i only have a few months left on my lifespan and it just the storyline looks pretty interesting pretty pretty unique and the xenoblade games have always done that they always have had a very interesting storyline um the first one and second one very different from each other although similar in a lot of ways this one looks to continue that trend and uh, i think it looks really cool it might not be the most graphically impressive thing i've ever seen 
but it looks like it'll be a lot of fun to play. So, did you guys I watch? I love it? those games. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I only like watched a little bit because I'm already sold on the game, so I didn't really want to see too much. Mm-hmm. I, I've I already pre-ordered it, but yeah. okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited you got, you for guys, it, but Derek, I don't know you, any. Detail. You know what it is, you know. Yeah. Like you, you don't, you don't know. Any, you know I, I was looking for some quality of life, like upgrades and stuff like that, just because like those games are uh, navigating them. I think Tim and I were musing on this. Uh, navigating in those games is like it's it's preposterous sometimes. Like it's terrible. Just, how do I get to how do it's the terrible. waypoints right there? I don't know how to like. Okay, so I, I portal into another area. Oh. Nope, it, it says I need to go back this way. Like, the mini just, map is bad too. The mini map. It's map's so horrible. bad. Yeah. Now you can just press a button and a GPS line comes onto your screen. I'm, and to be like, honest, you, that is actually why I didn't beat the first two. I got to the very end of the same first here. one, and I got probably three fourths through the second one, and I kept getting lost. And I've restarted the second one, not restarted the game, but like went back to it the second one multiple times. I'm like, I don't know. Where yeah, the second one is a big offender, this one. Uh, the definitive edition of the first game, I don't know. They they did a better job of like making it a little more obvious of where you're supposed to go, but even even still I got lost. But like in two, I was just like, What were you guys doing? Like I have no idea. There's too many levels and layers of the maps, and I never know yeah. where the waypoint it's just it was too uh, obtuse, you know. Yeah, did they address and, that in the yeah, direct? Yeah. So now you press a button and like a line to your destination on like right in front of your character like appeers. Yep. So you just press oh, a button like a, site, like a quest for site, <laughs> you know. Like and, a, like a uh, video game is supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, like almost all over. Like you jump in a car, you go to a mission. There's like on the mini map, there's like a way to go. But the mafia remake gave us the best example of it already. Just do that, people. Come on. <laughs> Except for Elden Ring, which doesn't the, tell the you the turn signals on the on the streets. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's so great. Unless um, it's Elden Ring one, where they don't tell of, you anything and they just have yeah, to figure right, it out. Yeah, right, right, yeah. So it's 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 uh, that I needed because like these yeah, games are awesome. like, these, these games are like a hundred hours. Like there's no time to like be like caught up on Wasting? superficial like uh yeah, uh yeah exactly of where to go next and stuff like that. And I feel like that's gonna really I'm gonna beat this game. Like it's I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, it's one and month these away. games are Who's cool, planning on getting this game I am. day one. Me, yeah, 100%. I, I've oh, got every yeah. single one of them day one at this point. So. I, I feel ashamed as, obviously, the person who likes anime and JRPGs. I never finished the first one. I just, mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember what ended up distracting me. I, Dude, I know I, I definitely I am just like fatigued. Kyle and Derek. I haven't finished the first or second ones, but I've played yeah. them both for probably 40 hours plus. Right. And a combination of, if you step away for too long and come right. back, you're going to be very confused. But even while you're playing, yeah. it's like, what am I doing next? Like, they they didn't do a good job of guiding the player through a very complex game, and that's yeah. just yeah. And there's a lot of mechanics and stuff like that. And like I don't mind jumping around in this series. It's like Final Fantasy. Like none of it's they're separate. None of it connects. Yeah, yeah, it's all separate stories. Separate See, worlds, I thought there yeah. was I thought there was a connection with all three of these. Is like that the not sword? The there's maybe, elements. Yeah, it's maybe like there's a Final spiritual Fantasy. connection, hmm. but like like Final Fantasy. But I like thought I thought the world was like actually the same, but it's like years apart or something. No, okay. I I, I thought it was, but could be. I don't think so though. I don't. I don't well, you're so. on. Okay. You're on um well those those um, yeah, the the big giant giants. Giants. Like, that's only in the first game like that okay. like that doesn't exist in the second game at all yeah. so um oh, okay. maybe some yeah. lore bits and stuff like that but like it's it they are not connected at all maybe. you know was well, like xenoblade chronicles x i think x was on titan i don't remember yeah oh, oh that's oh, the all mech one no yeah. i'm so saying, saying that's a sequel to the first one. yeah i'm saying i think that I think it was on like the Titans or something like that. I really I don't I remember. See, I thought, I did, I that was the only one was I like, didn't play much. 
Mm. See, Chronicles I thought was completely almost like you know where like the spiritual successors with like these games like that one X like like was completely different because it was all mechs and like sci-fi and stuff hey. like that. Like it was so this whole. This whole time, I've been thinking I need to like start back at the original. No, that's why I want to bring it because every time we bring this game up, you're like, I need to be one. I was like, you don't know. Yeah, that's not what the series is. It's not a continuous story. I mean, I still, I still want to do that because it was a great game. One's considered one of the greatest RPGs of all time. One is one of the greatest RPGs of all time, so it's worth playing. And because they've re-released it on the Switch, there's absolutely no reason not to. Yeah, yeah, it's a good version. But I wouldn't focus. I would. If you're excited about playing a new game in 2022, like I talked about earlier, we like buying games. There's nothing wrong with that. Buy the third one and play it. Have fun mm-hmm. with it. That's what I'm doing. I'm not gonna the second let one it. Was I'm not gonna of, let the first two hold me back. The second yeah. one was one of my favorite games of a crowd of 2017. It was a really, really I good l- RPG. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really just good. I got lost. <laughs> Um, I got distracted as well. 2018. There was was also like, um, was it like not even? It was like an expansion, not even so much just DLC, right? It's like a huge, like twenty twenty hour story content. Yeah, yeah. It was was a big old, big old beefy slice. So beefy, Beefy. girthy, (laughs) chunky. Which is what they're gonna do with this third one too. So they really support these games big time. These guys, monolith. Right, Monolith they're Soft? insane. Yeah, they're, they're insane. insane. Yeah, like they're, insane. Uh, they're, they're some of the best people out there, the unsung yep. heroes of open world, like you know, video games right now. Well, uh, speaking of Ubisoft, a little earlier, Far Cry Five is being added to Game Pass on July first. Um, so you can try okay. that one out if you've skipped it for some reason. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is finally on Steam. It was only on Epic Store before, so you can play that on Whew. Steam now. Um, and same thing with. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Integrate, which I think we talked about as well last week. Um, mm-hmm. I bought that on Steam, Steam for my Steam Deck. Yeah, same here. 50 hey, bucks. Perfect. 50 bucks. Good, good purchase there. Um, Final Fantasy 16 details from multiple interviews from Yoshida. A couple of things here. Dan, did you read these? Um, I, I know some of them just like from kind of skimming through them like i i saw the the, the main the main thing was that because p- people were bitching about it was oh there's no party there's no party and yoshida's like hold up there are going to be companions you guys need to chill out we just didn't want to overwhelm you which i mean it's like okay i guess maybe it's funny when i watched that trailer the last thing i thought of was like where's the companions like there's <laughs> know, so much going too. on in those trailers Dude. like i was i well, like, any of those people, I totally screen forgot screen. about it. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah any well, that's of those on screen could have been a companion. I mean, that's the thing with Final Fantasy fans. It's like with any fan of some ongoing series, they get so pissed, so pissy the yeah. second it's any sort of change. Thing. Star yeah, Wars. That's what I yeah, mean. it's yeah, that's Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy fans can be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Fan, so it's fan, like fanny. <laughs> with, with with those fanboys, they get so crazy about it because to them, it's like, well, there's always a party because you're communicating with your party and you're growing as characters together. So it's like, I I get that, but. It also, I also, me personally, I think it would have been fine if it was just Clive going on his own journey and Uh, interacting with characters here and there. I would have been fine with that. I would have been fine with that, too. Well, it sounds Uh, like for some of it, it will be that. He said that uh, for most of his journey, Clive will be accompanied by one or more companions. They'll participate in battle, trade banter with Clive. And but they're all AI driven. You're not switching around to control. Right. Them. Just, you control. You, this Clive. still doesn't sound like it's a traditional Final, no, Final but, Fantasy yeah. like, party game. At least you're still getting the fu- the like dialogue while you're kind of going yeah. on your journey, which I think is 
is great. So you add that in there. You, you're having that cool dialogue. Because I think 7 Remake actually did a really nice job with that. When you're kind of walking yeah. in between certain uh, places. And they're mm-hmm. just kind of. The, the There's banter. a lot of ambient talking for sure. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's done really well in that game, I think. It is. Um, yeah, I, I so agree. It's it almost like they were organic in that one. It, it yeah. felt yeah. more. Honestly, I feel like some teams. And maybe they didn't play any Naughty Dog games. But it felt like the Final Fantasy 7 team likes what Naughty Dog did with their character growth. Mm. Through talking while mm-hmm. traveling. Yep. And yep. they yep. took elements of that. And I loved that. I want more games to do that like it doesn't have to be just like naughty dog does but the idea of you don't have to walk in silence like let the characters grow a bit in all these in between moments absolutely Um, i just want to say i wasn't on the show when you guys uh talked about this but i just want to say that square did an amazing job with those announcements the 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 way they have three games lined up and the way yeah this they have it based out is what every gamer fantasizes about so i don't want to hear anybody complaining about i'm talking yeah, to you dan square ever again you're talking to me ever again to you, dan. Wow. <laughs> what, what am i, I bitching what am i bitching about yeah hey do me, you a favor. Play do me a favor wonder world and you will like it okay do me a favor go to the store go to the aisle where the bag of dicks are and go ahead and eat them oh there it is oh there's a whole <laughs> bag of them oh. Yeah, the aisle. I don't feel lost on the podcast. With inflation Costco. going on right now, never mind. Skip the bag of dicks. Costco has them. You're good. Uh, yeah, Costco exactly. has them. Big old uh, they did confirm there's not an open world in this, and I like that. That there's they're, fine. they're talking a lot yeah. about how exploration and giving you a sense of a large space to explore is still there, but it's yeah. they're, they're not trying to create an open world for you to kind of pick a direction and go. Oh, they want like to remake. Need. It sounds like a seven remake to me. They want it to be so, more of an independent yeah. area yeah. game. I hope I it's say more seven open than... So, Derek, Derek, you and I connecting here, uh, this is going to be like on a, on a bigger scale, obviously, but not quite Dragon open world, Age. like Dragon Age Inquisition. Right, Tim? Huh? Could be. Huh? Could be yeah, like, that, like God I, that's of War how, now, how it was described to me. That's what I thought of first. Was I, I thought of God of War first, but I, either way, it may be. Okay. Well, yeah. It kind of I, I think it's going to be really definitely hope much it's at the level of. First is also correct. And Jagger, 15, Jagger. like, that, everyone thought, was, oh, well, 15 was open world. Kinda. I mean, like, you are supposed to, you're, there's one direction that you go in that game. Yes. Yeah. It's through an open world, but, like, you the, you just can't choose any direction and walk and be right. like, yeah, I'm, right. I'm making right. progress, you know what I mean? I mean, you can, but so, you're not going to do anything. Yeah, again, I, I, specifically. In That's why I think it's but, actually a good decision, because I, I'm a big yeah. fan of 15. Loved it. I even like the open world as far as, like, the freedom of how it looked and everything like that, but... Um, I feel like when you when you make things a little bit smaller while still making it open and big, right. you can add not only make it more like a better looking game graphically, but you can add more details. You can more have focus, more things yeah. to explore, yeah. more focus. Um, so I would prefer that, and that's yeah. that's I why I think feel like I'm on a, I want it to feel like I'm on a journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like a journey is ushering you through really detailed specific areas and locales and stuff like that instead of just being like yeah i went south and found myself in some boring forest and there was right. nothing for me to do you know um i don't know I, i'm with dan and derek on this i think it's a better I, yeah this is, this I mean, is good news you know i, I think and, so too Final yeah. Fantasy well, I'm with everybody, skyrim. we don't need to go <laughs> we don't need to just but that's the thing skyrim skyrim's excellent around. so that's fine too if they wanted to do that that's fine you just gotta actually fill the world with interesting things to there do and that, which and is that hard can, to do that can be yeah. tricky yeah that yeah. can absolutely and it takes longer to you know um but, but my 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 point is is you gotta realize is these these games are different. Like when somebody yeah. plays Final Fantasy, for the most part, I can't speak for everybody. 
They're playing it to experience the story. When somebody says, I'm going to go play a session of Skyrim, they're not like, I can't wait to tell you about the main storyline that I'm going to experience. Well, they're maybe not the main storyline, but I'm, I'm definitely, well, I'm playing Skyrim for the stories because it's all about the sub stories and the lore and everything yeah. like that. But I, I do get what you mean. But my like, point yeah, you're, yeah, you're rewarded not talking about the main, exploring. you know, like quest yeah. or whatever. It, it, you're it, rewarded well, for exploring. Exactly. I, I'm getting my story through like uh, sub exploration and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. You're That's to me what Dragon's Dogma was. I'm not saying Dragon's Dogma is Skyrim as far as Skyrim does it better. I'm saying I just played the game to explore. I didn't play it for the story. When I play Final Fantasy, I'm playing for yeah. the story, too. Yeah, yeah, so I fair. want to feel like I'm moving forward, not just aimlessly wandering around. I don't yeah. need that. Yeah. Well, I, I, when um, you're a hero, like, he, you know, I know this is like a problem with every RPG, but like in Final Fantasy, like you're always trying to stop the end of the world. It doesn't make a lot of sense for you to be like, well, so I'm going to go and uh do skyrim level of like side quests that are like their own sort or witcher 3 which like their side quests are like actually bigger and (laughs) better than the real story you know not a lot of time for that you know when in final fantasy when you're like the king of your kingdom or whatever the story is that's like that's pushing you to like complete the next story objective uh so yeah i kind of like that pacing or that like uh linearity of 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 storytelling Um, linearity great (laughs) word bro but I meant to say earlier too with the Xenoblade Chronicles three. I, you just made me think of this. It might end up being a world saving story in the end, possibly. But it seems mm. much more like it's a uh, life saving type of a thing. Like the idea is like your lives mm. are short for some reason. There's some kind of control happening. So I just thought that was yeah, a yeah, cool. Yeah. That, I yeah. meant to highlight that earlier. That, that that's a really interesting take on what the goal seems to be in what they've shown in the, in the direct. It that was bold to use child it. soldiers. I thought that was bold. That was yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. But nothing anyway, jo- um, nothing jolly about this. Yeah. 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 So Tim, you didn't put it down here. I think, and it, not so much uh, a, a detail that you guys would care much about. And I haven't gotten to Heaven's Word, uh, the Heaven's Word uh, expansion in uh, fourteen Final Fantasy fourteen online. Oh. But the main guy that wrote the story for that, which I guess most fans that do play that game think that it has the best story mm. as far as the expansions go. He uh, helped write the story for sixteen. Oh, nice. So yeah. I think that really kind of carries a lot of weight there. Yeah, so. and I think that Final Fantasy XIV connection continues because they said these, the icon icon summons icons. Yep. They are they were the main source of inspiration. Uh, was found from the primals that are in fourteen. Yes. Pri- yep. Yep. So I thought that was cool. Like they actually were like that was the first thing that came to mind. Like that's that's kind of where we're inspired for these things. But also those big battles between them. It's yeah. not a kaiju fighting game. That's not what it is, although there were right. moments you saw like health bars and stuff. They're a very small percentage of what you'll be participating in. And in some cases, you're not really directly participating. He's very vague on that, but I think sure. he's trying to let you know like it's mainly about Clive. It's probably going to be about spectacle more than. Oh, yeah. yeah. But also moment, story yeah. moments where you're going to look up and see them battling while you're down here. Dude, so that's amazing. That, that I'm sounds, all in on that yeah. part. That's yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're in the middle of a fight on the ground, like as Clive, and then it just pans up, and then you're you're kind of like making yeah, decisions as far nice. as the moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, that very cool. Sounds awesome, dude. Very, very cool. And then of course this wolf dog puppy that became somewhat popular from the first trailer, potentially a party member. He teased. So, yes. or at least they said, "Is he a party member?" He said, "I don't know. We'll see." It was one of those. Um, but so. the story, so the story <laughs> is supposed to, because you didn't write this down. Um, the story is supposed to take over, uh, take place over between from I think uh, in the when you see him as young Clive, he's in his twenties, and it spans up to the thirties. So oh, I think cool. it's like a 10, 10 year 
span that the story is going to take place. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very cool. Yeah, I'm very excited. The game game. is ten years long to beat it. (laughs) This is ten years. I hope so. I hope so. No, no, this really is a Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like no, the, the problem is you have, you have to play it like Derek played a Plague's Tale. You can only play one chapter. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a suggested way of playing. So, um, yeah. We, we got a new announcement of a game from Sega called Hyenas, which is this multiplayer team robbery game. Uh, comes out in 2023. I watched the trailer for like it. Payday Seems, or something? Kind of, but it kind of looks like, like Deathloop style, like with the, kind of the fun kind of aesthetic. It's a little. It's not super realistic, mm-hmm, um, okay. but the idea is that you plan heists and 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 then pull them off together. So it's. I don't know. It doesn't really sound like something that I'm interested in. But that's. You know how Sega announced a little while back that they've got all these big online efforts that are in the works. I think this is one of them. I don't know if you guys remember that. They talked about how they have a mm. bunch of online. Yeah, they. Yeah, they alluded to it like when they right before like a showcase or something. Some. Kind yep, of like they have all these brand new ideas. This is the game that IGN was like talking about a lot. That might have been where I got. What's it called again? Called hyenas. Hyenas. Yeah, that's the one IGN was like uh, releasing like the news on it, like it was their exclusive story or whatever. I mean, it looks the characters are wacky and silly and crazy and throwing grenades. Like whatever, it's it's fine. It's fine. It just doesn't. One of them is wearing a Nixon mask. The core idea of it being an online, (laughs) an online co-op game where you're going against other online teams. I'm like, okay, I'm probably not going to play this, but cool. Good for you, Sega, for a new IP, I guess. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem. I did not watch this because I'm at the point now where I don't want to see anything else about this game. I just want to play uh, it. So that's October 18th. So I'm not going to watch the video they well, put out. They did show some I'll new just, gameplay, but I'm yeah. I'll just say uh, the uh, my suspicions were confirmed that these areas are much larger than the, in the first game. Like mm-hmm. and uh, like it, I, what I mean by that is like you you uh, uh, dang it whatever screw it screw that thought. Uh, the gummy is hitting me really hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting we're getting to that point. We're getting to that. Um, <laughs> woo! Um, but anyway, so they did include a stealth gameplay element uh, that's similar to to Last of Us Listening, uh, where like you can kind of see through uh, the enemies through the walls and stuff. So it's not as linear, strictly linear, as the first game was, because uh, enemies are like all over, and you have to figure out completely different ways around them. And the maps that they designed are big enough for you to make different decisions and stuff. Um, so I will say it's, you know, it's it's bigger. You can tell the budget got a little bigger for this. Yeah, yeah that first game was a hit. Not, and so the spirit is still there of it being not a triple A game, though. OK, and that's October 18th. So I tell you what, October is looking pretty full uh, right now. Just as a quick kind of summary of what's coming out in October. We've got Marvel's Midnight Suns on the 7th, Forspoken on the 11th, Plague Tale Requiem on the 18th. Uh, Scorn on the 21st. Scorn! Gotham Knights Knights and High on Life on the 25th, and Modern Warfare on the 28th. It's a pretty full month of games. Like, wide variety. Pretty, pretty, pretty Pretty full. I'm so stoked for Forspoken. Lastly, here on the news that I've got, at least there's plenty of the news stories that I didn't highlight. These are the ones that I just grabbed. Um, Miyazaki says that From Software's next game is in the final stages of development. So I was kind of looking back on this a little bit. And they actually talked about how they've got their teams in some ways working together and kind of like cross purposes Mm. together on the team working on. I think at that point it was, was it four games? It was a lot. Yeah, I I remember this from years ago. And there was like, Sekiro was one of them. Uh, 
Elden Ring was one. There was one other one I forget, but they're saying that this fourth game, whatever it is, is in the final stages of development. Right now, the rumors that are pretty strong seem to be leaning towards Armored Core 6, um, but there's yeah, no confirmation of that whatsoever. But that's what that would be seem. rad. That would be um, rad. What's interesting, too, is that this one, according to the pieces that people have put together, probably started development in 2016. That timing works for a Bloodborne sequel, because which was a 2015 game, but that's probably, you know, being overly optimistic, um, mm-hmm. probably Armored Core 6. But yeah, Armored Core 6 would be awesome. I wonder if they would go back to them, because um, I think, what was the, the one on PS... I think there was one on PS3. I never got into these games, so I don't okay. know. Okay. There was one on PS3 that was a little more actiony. Um they they weren't as like sort of fluid in their movement with like the previous ones back in like PS1, PS2. Mm. Um and I I think people didn't like that one on the PS3 as much as the previous ones, but gotcha. it, they're pretty they're pretty fun. There's a lot of customization. Like if you're super into just mechs, there's yeah. a lot of It's like a it's a it's I mean, it's a simulator for something that doesn't exist. But like <laughs> it is a simulator. Like it yeah, is, is it? Like, the the amount I thought of, it was like, action arcadey no 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 okay. it's All very right. slow and methodical and, and uh, you know there is some flying and uh, some dashing and stuff like that but like really you're a giant mech and you feel the weight of how oh big yeah you like are. if you add a lot of big mm. oh that's the other thing yeah that, if you're adding yeah. giant pieces the, the slower your mech is and like yep. you can change every square inch of what is on your mech like it, the, the customization even back on ps1 and ps2 were like out of this world it was Dang. it was very 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 complicated hard 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 games uh which is very of uh, from software it's very of their dna so when people are like wow they made armor core i'm like yeah remember how hard those games were of course they did you know it's, it's so hard <laughs> yeah of yeah game, you know um, um but yeah i i'm super excited if it is going to be a new armored core i i don't think i played the ps3 games i don't even know if from did those ps3 games or yeah i'm I don't not exactly sure but i remember them i remember it or them i forget if there were multiple ones not being received as well as the playstation 2 games so no i think okay. they've done all of them okay well cool they've so, done um PS... yeah they've done all of them the last one was on 360 and yeah so PS3. armored core for answer which was on PS3, three, yeah, 360, developer from software. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think Armored Core V, which is five, I believe, yep. was released mm. in 2012. So, it's been a minute. Okay, mm. so that was actually new. So, there was a newer one. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, it was 2012. So, there you go. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's all I've got for news, headlines, and all that stuff. Unless I'm missing something or there's something else that you guys wanted to highlight before we do a little Obi-Wan spoiler chat to wrap things up. Last chance. Anything else? I Yes. <laughs> I have a lot. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll, 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 whatever. I'll, I'll cut a few. Uh, Umbrella Academy season three. Oh, really this is stuff you're watching. Wow. Yeah. Yes, go yes. for it. Go for it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Umbrella Academy season three is really enjoyable. I think, I don't know if Kyle's done with it yet, but you uh, I'm on episode long. eight, episode seven or eight. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoyable. It's not like the boys where it's like you can't do that on uh, TV or anywhere. Uh, <laughs> but it is entertaining. It's R-rated. You know, like yeah, it it's can't still R-rated, really which violent. Is yeah. um, and the characters are just really well written, in my opinion. Um, I think it's got the best like style. Like, not style. Style's not the right word. Like vibes, I guess. Like every, yeah, every it's season. Going for a comic like book there, there's some there's some really interesting like James Gunn <laughs> level. Excel. Good. Uh, James Gunn <laughs> level of like uh, music usage in all seasons, one, two, and three. You know, yeah. so it's like it's just like if you're if you're a real big sucker for like the right song coming on at the right moment, like this series really handles that 
mm-hmm. well, I'd assume. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's fun, and I, I can't wait for you to get to the finale and see what you think there. That's, uh, was it? I um, like that every season, it's Netflix. Every season, mm-hmm. like, it's like the world's ending, and we caused it. We every single this. season. And, and you, the never, universe I is never ending. get old. Yeah, I never, never. get old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm it, still it, like, it's, oh. It's different enough, like, the oh, way like, the world's what? ending. <laughs> Everything's different. Like, uh, just every season is different. It just, yeah, it, yeah. it's a it's a good show. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy it. I, I think it's uh, uh, great I, soundtracks they always have for those shows for that yeah. show too. And this always great so music. Different. And I was gonna. Add- I think there's only four volumes in the graphic novel, so I think the season four, if they get renewed, will probably be the last. Yeah. One. The more that this is enjoyed, the more likely Netflix is going to cancel it. So uh, get it. In <laughs> yeah. While you so can. please watch it. Talk about how great it is. <laughs> yeah. And right. Let's just end this cancellation. Let's let's, let's, let's was, get it out of the way. Let's expect it. I wanted to ask how um how brave and stunning was uh sort of the, how they handled Elliot Page in this show because that, so that was supposed to be a big deal, right? So Je- yes. Jeff and I had a sidebar conversation about this. They handled it perfectly. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they like did. It, 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 like maybe ten minutes is spent on it, you know. Total. You have, yeah. you have the right <laughs> writing team. He, uh, like, let me just say, like, he, them, he is like, hey, yeah. I'm I'm a dude now, and everyone's like, cool, we accept that, and I'm like, hey, that's ah. how it, that's how you know, all right, that's, yeah. that's how easy it should they're be. Like, so. They're like, okay, whatever, but you can't just yeah. into it. like they immediately went back to the plot. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the world you can't just put so. into our family affairs and speak for all of us. Or right, because they immediately, yeah, all right. Which Fair was enough. great, yeah, and it, so it yeah. wasn't like it didn't take there's over. No, it, there's no pandering. There's no like yeah, it took sure. over a whole episode. Like it's like it, it, I thought it was handled neatly. You know, uh, basically I, how it I should think, be in real life. Like, exactly oh, how it should be in real life. Cool. I think Elliot Page had a lot of like say in how it was going to be handled. So I think like, so too. It, you know, I think I, it, it it felt good without like it feeling like wow, like we're wait we're wasting. That's not a good. We're spending a lot of time like on, on yeah. explaining this. You like know? you said, yeah. pandering. When the universe is ending, yeah. come on. Man. Yeah, the universe is ending. <laughs> like there's little time like to explain all that right. stuff. I mean, I, I like when my shows lecture me about how I should view things. So I wish they did that a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bummer and to hear that. It, it makes me feel, <laughs> it, 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 it felt bummer. good, you know? And it, 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 especially because like the family's so like, cool, we, we respect that. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, this is, a, yeah. Every, uh, Every trans person ever probably wanted it to be just like this. You know? I mean, that's yeah, a big deal, I, though. That's a, that's a tricky coming from line. Very, not trans, I agree. Like, I'm sorry, but it's it's a tricky it's line a in real world, and we can pretend like, oh, it just it should be easy. Like, that's tr- very tricky yeah, right. to walk that line, and for everyone involved. It is. So, yeah. but when you have a writing team and creatives involved, like you have for that show, like. If anyone's going to handle it well, I think it's going to be them because they've already mm-hmm. done some crazy stuff and really creatively mm-hmm. pieced things together. So I, I don't doubt for a second they handled it well. Although um, that I'm, I'm I was kind of expecting there to be. Do you guys ever watch Shit's Creek? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really yeah. funny show. Not the funniest show I've ever seen. A very kind of charming, funny. I really enjoyed really? it. But that show fell into the trap of, hey, let's make sure we lecture our audience for two or three episodes about yeah. this. And I I, I didn't. I thought that actually took away some of what made those characters special and let them be normal people. It was a little too like leaning <laughs> into lecturing. Um, and we talked about this with Falcon and Winter Soldier too. Like it's much more impactful if you don't tell me directly how I'm supposed to process and think about this. Like lay out the story and characters in a way that I have no choice but to think of it that way. But I don't have to go down that road too far. Um, it's nice to hear that they didn't do that here. And so that's that's interesting. Yeah. I, I was going to watch the season regardless when we get back to Netflix because we mm-hmm. think Umbrella Academy is just a great show. It's yeah. such a ride. It's such a ride, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have to mention Beavis and Butthead being back. 
wait, what? Yes, Beavis like and Butthead. New there is a movie. Shows? There is a new movie new on movie. Paramount Plus <laughs> called Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Oh my god, stop! And it, it is. One of the, it's one of the best things you'll ever see this year. I swear to God, it's so good. And that's not you. even sarcasm. I yeah, I don't, I don't believe you. It's so effing <laughs> funny. Um, and it's so shocking how funny it is, too, because I went in with, like, the low, not low expectations, but, like, this will be a 5 out of 10 or something. Like, I expected it to be, sure. like, fine. Um, but, like, they really put them, man, they did such a smart thing of, like, having them be at NASA at the beginning of the movie. Uh, there's there's a long thread there. I'm not gonna pull on it because you gotta see the jokes and how they get there. Uh, but uh, they they get there in the late 90s and then uh, something happens and they're suddenly in 2022 and like the the uh, all of the modern technology and them uh, being talked at about uh, like white privilege and stuff. <laughs> it's just there's just so many great payoffs to those jokes like. Immediately the next scene, when they when they discover white privilege, immediately the next scene they go to the cafeteria and they're like, "That cake is ours and uh, ours. <laughs> that cake privilege. is ours." <laughs> uh, so it's sir, the same voice. We have white privilege. We can do what we want. <laughs> so they totally misunderstood it, like like they do everything. Uh, it's it, God dang it, it's so funny though. I promise, it's really funny. Um, and it's on, if you got Paramount Plus and Tim, they still didn't cancel your subscription. I'm still I still get it for free right now. <laughs> So they don't listen to our show then. You good? They don't. They don't. <laughs> the good people at CBS and Paramount do not listen to the current gen podcast. <laughs> That's all right. Well, thank God. And I just wanted to mention right before I jumped on, I was watching Prehistoric Planet, which is a Richard Attenborough uh, docu series yeah. on Apple Plus, TV Plus, whatever. And uh, Hans Zimmer does the score for that. I love that guy. Um, yes. So I'm baffled at this technology, like because it feels like I'm watching dinosaurs and they filmed it. Like it's just crazy to me how yeah. detailed everything is in this show. Um, Does it tell a story or is it done like a doc- kinda, nature documentary? Okay. It's done like the. Is it Richard Attenborough? I always confuse him. We talked about this before. It's David. It's David. It's David. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. David. Is, so David's not the one that's David. in Jurassic Park. Okay, just making sure. Uh, <laughs> um, so. They kind of do like this loose thing where they follow one specific species through a day in the life or whatever. Uh, but he does that on like all of his documentaries. That he's yeah, made. yeah. Uh, so he's kind of doing he's doing that with this. But it's just I'm just amazed that the CG doesn't feel. Is it he's... just like that or is there more of a story? I guess I'm still trying to get a. Not really. OK, it's so... not really. No, there's not like a story. It's just. So it's like this, a... this mother triceratops is. Yeah. <laughs> OK, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Dude, that's exactly. that type of stuff. David Attenborough is 96. Yeah, he's oh, wow, he actually died 20 years ago. And, uh, <laughs> he, I, mean, I mean, they they showed him on camera, and I was like, he's a corpse. What are you doing? Yeah, you, can't, you should you should you can't weekend at Bernie's. This guy they're like, like they're like here. speaking of dinosaurs, and yeah, exactly, yeah. and also speaking of dinosaurs, uh, look up on YouTube. Richo Attenbury hates the poor. Oh, thank me later. Oh no, not a big uh, fan of poor people. That guy. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, but I, that tracks. That adds up. Actually, you mentioned when that you show, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to both Thomas and uh, Jackie from our group. They both have talked about how this show is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, I do I'm need not, to check it I'm out. Not huge on nature documentaries, or whatever. But it's just if enough people are talking about it, yeah. Then I'm like, I am. All right, They're I'll very, check it out. Those are very much my jam. I, I, I like gotcha. those. I like those, and I also like really good visuals too. So I like both. Yeah, the so visuals are what making me go. Okay, let's go to the next episode. Dude, I, crap, I can't pretend this? like I don't go down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos of animals doing crazy stuff or funny right. reactions or crazy yeah. fights. Like I definitely fall down that rabbit hole when I I'm like I should be going to sleep, but I keep watching bear attacks or whatever it is I'm watching. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so. 
yeah. <laughs> I'm just watching the Revenant scene but, over and over or, again. Or, or, well, yeah. Or it could um, be like, um, you know, watching a deer and a puppy become best friends. I'm like, oh, let me see that happen, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me on TikTok. Like, half that's me TikTok on Facebook, just like, adorable Dodo stuff. and everything. I think that's my whole, like, feed is yeah, just, like, yeah. cute animals. I'm like, all right, I'll watch that. Anyway. Yeah. I, I did want to mention, I, I don't know if you want me to go into it all, but I did see two new movies that came out this week, Elvis and The Black Phone. Um, oh, okay, yeah. How's, I like Elvis. How's Ethan, I, how's Ethan Hawke in The Black Phone that. real quick? Uh, but Ethan Hawke is, he's strangely found his like niche this late in his career where he can be a creepy yet somehow charismatic dude. Yeah, and this one is Moon way Knight, more right? creepy than the cult guy from from Moon Knight. But, uh, Seems but, like it. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Uh, yeah. But it's, I don't know how, man, you can like feel his facial expressions through those, those masks, masked scenes just by his breathing being so yeah. off. You're like, I, this is discomfort. Like it's, it's really hard to watch sometimes <laughs> just his performance. Yeah. Um, there's nothing about it. That's like scary though, but it is creepy. There's some creepy moments and they do try to do the cheap jump scare thing that a lot of horror movies do, which is fine. Um, but the story having like a supernatural element where like these two siblings can like kind of talk to ghosts and stuff. It's in the trailers. I promise uh, they can kind of talk to ghosts and stuff. So when one of them get, and they're kind of discovering this supernatural <laughs> part of their life, I guess. Uh, so when one of them gets kidnapped, uh, the boy gets kidnapped. He's like talking to like ghosts through the phone. That's in the disconnected phone. That's in his uh, room in his basement uh, where, the, where he's locked up. And like, he's talking to ghosts through that, that have been there before. Uh, and, uh, Meanwhile, his sister's having dreams that or whatever. I'm not going to go into that. But there is a scene where she's interrogated by the cops on her dreams. And she, like, gets so mad at them. And she's like, she calls them fart knockers. And I just forgot that that word existed. Like, fart knockers. <laughs> I was dying. In my, like, I was like, I couldn't believe what I said what I heard. I was like, fart knockers. You know what? That's one of the more underappreciated <laughs> it insults. It is. You know? <laughs> and the sh the movie's set in the '70s, so I'm like, oh, this this tracks. Like, Fart Knocker was fits. still pretty yeah. popular that in fits. the '70s to '90s. Uh, but yeah, she's she's really funny. The the little sister, um, she's actually quite funny. Hmm. Uh, she's she's praying to Jesus or whatever at one part, and then like the next time we see her, she's like, Jesus, what the f? It's so funny. <laughs> 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 uh, but Elvis is. I thought it was going to suck because Baz Luhrmann, who did Moulin Rouge and uh, Romeo Australia. plus Juliet and Australia, mm. his movies just annoy the bejesus out of me. He did great, great Gatsby, too, with Leo from all the gifts of him toasting you with a martini glass or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, so he does this like quick cut edit style, like on like every scene. It's mm. it, that's what what irks me. I'm like, just. Let these actors breathe, man. It feels like you're constantly like this when you're shooting them, but he's not. He's just this editing style, I guess, that he likes. Um, Elvis does that the first hour of the movie. Uh, the And then through the rest of it, it's like this consistent thing where I'm like, I'm, I was actually riveted and hooked by what was happening because the guy who plays Elvis is so freaking good. Yeah. Uh, and I think he played Tex in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's going to play the bad guy in Dune 2. Yeah, he's going to be the... He's going to oh. He's yeah. playing Fade, the guy Sting played uh, the character in David Lynch's version. Dude, yeah. I, I love seeing a new actor just kind of like find their thing. Yeah, he's like kind of like blowing up. And then when I look past his other films, I'm like, oh, I've seen him in tons of other stuff. I just didn't realize it. But yeah, his he was the one that Brad he's just Pitt on was a like, new. He's on a new echelon now. He's just hitting mm, that next Yeah, he tier. was that actor in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood who like Brad Pitt was like criticizing his name. He was like, what was your name again? 
Or, no, he said, I'm the devil. I'm here to do the devil's bidding, which is like a famous line uh, from uh, the Manson era. And he said, no, nah, your name was dumber than that. It's just <laughs> roasting him. <laughs> I love Text. that movie. That's what it was. Oh, man. But that's when he, like, the, the mushrooms or whatever he took hit, uh, or yeah. acid. Uh, yeah, so he's, like, <laughs> just mocking everybody. It's yeah. such a great scene. Anyway, Dan, I can't hear you. Uh, is your mic good. still on, Dan? By oh, way? yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. I thought you I was saying, is, are you talking about your mushrooms there, Jeffrey? <laughs> hey, man, that's not the type of edibles I consume, okay? They're totally legal in Texas, which should tell you something. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, so those are, uh, those are legal, but other things are? Yeah, I know. Doesn't make sense here at all. Loopholes. Sorry, I got real, got real uh, there for a second. So, uh, but, but uh, yeah, so, like, there's a part where Elvis, uh, apparently, he did this for real, or this happened for real. He plays a uh, stadium, baseball stadium type, type gig, kind of like the Beatles did back in the day. And this is when he's first coming up. So, like, he's not allowed to do any gyrations. He's not allowed to do anything. They t- The cops are there to tell him not to do that stuff. <laughs> uh, and so he does, and he gets pulled off stage and arrested. Um, and then the rest of the movie is just freaking really good after that. Like, cool. And that's still, like, it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. So that's still an hour and a half of the movie that's really freaking good. Yeah. But the first hour is like, this is so annoying. Get me out of here. <laughs> do they go into how he stole rock and roll from the black community? or He... Uh, in the movie, I know, I'm not even saying that to be funny. I'm actually right. legitimately. Yeah, Me yeah, in the yeah. movie, uh, and and if you like, look up bi- uh, biographical tidbits about that because I was curious about it for real. Yeah. Uh, he kind of he grew up in that community, and anytime he was interviewed about his music, he was always like, "No, man, I got that music from black people." Like every time. See, he I didn't know that. that. Yeah, so, like, I didn't. That's pretty interesting. Like when they called him the king of rock and roll, he was like, no, man, Fats Domino is the king of rock and roll. I'm not the king. Like he would always like kind of just deflect, uh, you know. Does the movie go into that at all? Does it portray that? Some, some, somewhat. He's so he hangs out with like BB King, who's younger, much obviously much younger, uh, in in the movie, and like they talk about it, and BB King talks about like the uh, to him, he's like, you can keep doing those moves, dude, and you'll get away with it. It's fine. Like I can't even go to the same club as you would not get shot because like segregation laws mm-hmm. and we're still in effect. Um, so he's like, you know, they were acknowledging their differences in society. Like, cool. I'm into more that. Than yeah. I, more than I anticipated. I think that's because uh, that's the big thing with Elvis that, that I always think of is that like yeah. oh they, like that's the guy that you know like brought rock and roll from one community into like the mainstream and stuff like that. Yeah, so, that's I didn't know it was the movie. time though for yeah. sure because you know again segregation laws were still intact. So like yeah yeah like there were segre- like segregated audiences were coming to his shows because he appealed to both communities, uh, mm-hmm. especially locally. Um, so like they definitely you know reflect that. Now, obviously, that music didn't unify shit or whatever. That can be your take now, but like in the '50s when that shit was outlawed, it is a big deal. Like it is a big yeah. deal that his music like caused people to kind of celebrate and dance together. Like it's a I huge agree. deal. Um, Context matters. Absolutely, I think, I think that's does. cool. Yeah, because it's it's he's often villainized. Yeah, yeah. And, and wait, I'm not so saying you're perfect. saying we go back, we look back at history and villainize people after the fact. Yeah. We don't do that. It's, we don't do that. I, well, a... We actually just started doing that. Did he tweet? <laughs> Thank did you. Did he tweet anything mean? <laughs> um, so he like, would have. It's on, the, it's on the table now. <laughs> <laughs> did he delete his tweets? <laughs> there was something in the movie I wanted to mention that's related to him being canceled, and I can't remember what it was now. Oh, I was just going to say he's not definitely a, a perfect human being or anything like that. Right. The movie yeah. doesn't touch on the fact that he met his wife when she was 14 and he was like in his 20s or whatever. Yeah, that's when he met her, and then he just constantly stayed in touch with her until, hey, I can marry her now. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying, 
The movie doesn't touch on that at all. They do meet yeah, and they sure. do get married, but the movie's not like do they she's suddenly, basically a child. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do they suddenly make Elvis's uh, gay companion uh, an out of nowhere villain like they do in <laughs> Queen? What? <laughs> no, no, there's no there, nothing outlandish yeah, like you that. You can yeah. tell from the beginning. Like suddenly that, in the third act, so, like so Tom Curtis Hanks plays his uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks plays his money sucking manager, yeah. and you get the sense that he's like that from the minute he comes on screen. So there's no like sudden betrayal. Okay. He, it's just what you expected to happen happens. Basically, yeah. at a certain point, he's like, "All right, well, you owe me this much money if you want want to fire me," and and I was like, "Well, I clearly can't pay that, so I guess I'm stuck with you now." Like. Like, there is a moment where that happens mm-hmm. uh, that they never talk about before. Uh, but, like, you see it coming a mile away just from Tom Hanks, whatever the hell accent he's doing. Like, you can just tell this guy's mustache twirling and cartoonish yeah. and evil. Yeah. So, you know, you know, yeah. there's no, it's not like surprising. Like, was it the Queen movie that happened? Yeah. Queen movie is, is Freddie Mercury's like boyfriend. Rocket Man also had a blood sucking like producer. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Rob Stark, who that's a right. common thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So the manager uh, that Tom Hanks plays is actually more of the lead. He's like a narrator and stuff. So like, oh, okay. they actually kind of tell it from his perspective, even though you know it's Elvis is definitely more. It's more developed sympathy for him. Uh, uh-huh. But like, yeah, he's he's heavily. Does he gain weight in this movie? Does it put on that Elvis weight? I think he's just wearing. Uh, oh, him. Yes, he. They puts on a fat suit for the last scene, and, okay. and an old, an old fat suit, I guess, because he's older. He's like fifties or right. whatever. Right. But the actor's still like twenty five or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so like he's in that fat suit at the end for his last performance. They do show his last performance. Um, where and you can look it up on YouTube. His last televised performance, and it's something to behold because they shot it, and it looks like this actor just so emulates Elvis. To such a perfect degree, like you can do comparisons and stuff, and it's amazing. It's um, pretty good. So I don't know. I mean, for indi- it's not really a musical in a traditional sense. The music will happen, and then it'll kind of cut off through dialogue. So music is kind of more in the background, or I don't know. It, it, there's never really a full song section, um, yeah. except for when he starts his Vegas gigs. Uh, Vegas gigs. I think that's the first time I recall hearing an entire song. Um, but uh, so yeah, if musicals aren't your thing, it's not a traditional one. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I do so like musicals. I just continue to not usually be interested in biopics. They they just don't I, yeah. I get that me. because this one is literally doing Walk Hard, like in the first act of the like in the first 15 minutes, he's like around black people and going to black churches and listening to black people play blues and you know like it's literally Walk Hard. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that's another one I haven't seen because I'm not interested in biopics usually. So like Walk Rocket Hard is Man a spoof, and... though. You haven't even I, seen I, that. I thought I was talking. About, oh, I was thinking of Walking the Line. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Walk Hard is a spoof of like Walk the Line slash Elvis's entire life. Uh, yeah. And it's so freaking funny, dude. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, that movie ruined music biopics. Like <laughs> all of them going forward. So uh, good. <laughs> I still the fact that Elvis Good. still managed to suck me in, even though being aware of Walk Hard's existence and all the jokes in there. That says I, I think that says more about the quality of the the performances and what was happening in the movie. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I talked way too much about Elvis. Can we get to Obi-Wan? Oh my god. <laughs> that wasn't our fault. That was Texas's fault. Um It's always Texas's fault. Yeah, I think we're Texas. We're blamed. <laughs> Who else can we blame for things that are going wrong? Hey Kyle, um <laughs> old Kyle, white Kyle. people. I wanna I wanna lean into Kyle for this question because we don't have to do this we don't have to talk obi-wan because i know that can be annoying and frustrating especially if you're a big fan just want to enjoy it that's fine but i generally have 
almost all positive things to say, but if you guys aren't into getting into that right now, if it's been a long show and you're ready to go, we can do that in a different time if you want to. I, I, took I, it all, specifically, I took all the time up with Elvis. That's what I happened. specifically have strong feelings. I mean, as I would assume most people do about the last episode. Um, but so, Kyle, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we, uh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, okay. we, can, right. we can talk. I only say that because same with Dan with Final Fantasy, uh, you with Star Wars. We all kind of have our thing. I don't know what if I have anything at that level for either of you, but anyway. Me with John Mayer. Just don't. Just don't. Jeff even. with John Mayer. Just, just don't. Sure. Just don't even yeah. try. Jason yeah. Mraz. I only say that because I know that um, because the conversation is already so intense around these IP, whenever anything happens with them, it can be exhausting. And so when we just want to have just kind of a off the cuff, exhausting hey, is a good word. Yeah. It can be it could be frustrating if you weren't really like I don't want to talk about this anymore. So I just wanted to check. Does that make sense? That I no, I I think that's super thoughtful of you. And yeah, I mean I am usually too tired because I even said it in chat. I'm usually too tired to talk to people about Star Wars. I, I literally yeah. said that in chat like two days. I ago. I think that that's me with the, at least with Last Jedi. Like Kyle, as as this is the same place. As soon as a hater brings up Last Jedi, I go, we're done. Well, I, can't do this I anymore. Care, dude. I, I'm, I'm so happy people have their own opinions and everything like that. Just <laughs> Him worded it really well. It's just like sometimes I'm, I just want to enjoy it's something. Tiring. And like yeah, I don't yeah. like all the extra noise is like annoying. Yeah, <laughs> very. Well, that's very. the thing. Like, I don't. I don't. I, I've. I'm. I've tempered listen, myself. About I, I say that because conversations about. Anything are exhausting these days because everyone has a lot of thoughts about a lot I of things. It's crazy. Man. I'm, I mean, I'm tired of the political conversations and the cultural um, straw mans that are being. I'm, I'm tired of all of it. And so, Tim, if you I don't like them, then you're racist. That's what I didn't. Happens. Oh my gosh. Like, you can't have a view on anything without someone else telling you how horrible you are because of that view. And that includes yeah. Star Wars, crazily enough. So yeah, anything, it includes stuff, anything. Everything's on the table. It includes yeah. anything. So it I feels like it at this point. Yeah. So I generally have positive things to say after being kind of up and down throughout. And it's because, let me just throw this out there. I don't have a ton of detailed thoughts to go into. But I just wanted to say, I got to the point where I was like, hey, this is a an interpretation of... No, no, this is a specific story within an interpretation of the universe, and it doesn't have to connect every... Like, I think of it like a building a building. This is not like putting a new building in where all the pipes have to connect perfectly. Otherwise, the whole neighborhood's going to be a mess. This is not what that is. Mm -hmm. So, like, and a lot of times we think of it that way. Like, hey, if you're going to insert this this story right here into this spot in the timeline, you better not mess up one detail or you're mm -hmm. done. And right. I understand where that comes from because we all hold these things so dearly and i sometimes do the same thing but once yeah. i kind of let it go and said you know what instead of that how about we allow it to be okay they're interpreting the the universe around it in a certain way telling a story within that mm -hmm. and that's that makes it much easier for me to digest and be like well okay that detail might not line up with what i remember from a new hope but you know what it's fine i'm just going to enjoy it for what they've made and that allowed me to really enjoy the overall series even though I could put on my critic cat just like I could with most shows, I guess, and movies and really kind of like, boy, they really messed this part up. So I chose not to do that. And boy, did I enjoy it a lot more. And uh, I keep seeing um, YouTube video, you know, like titles, how they and the, even the titles. I'm like, man, how sad yeah, that the cringy yeah. clickbait titles or whatever. Yes, or, how sad yeah. that you clearly are not even allowing yourself to enjoy it. So I, I actually, I started watching the beginning of one from a YouTuber who I kind of enjoy some of their content. And I was like, oh, wow, you really didn't like this element. Let me see what you had to say. And you could tell from the beginning when they started off the conversation by saying like, it was it was him and his other Star Wars fan, apparently. They claimed to be Star Wars fans. And they kind of <laughs> go like, oh, 
Dude, do you want to just go first, or should I? Like, do you want to unload? Yeah. Like, they clearly already hate everything about this. Yeah, and yeah. I just stopped watching. I was like, I, I have yeah. no interest in this at this point. Yeah, I, I have a guy that I follow on YouTube. I don't anymore. I haven't for years. Called Star Wars Theory, and like, he is the top like guy of, of knowledge okay. and lore and everything like that. Has hated everything that Disney has done since took it over, and has turned it in his to his entire identity. Got it. Like where he's just like, here we go again, another day in Star Wars. This I'm like, dude, you've been reporting on this for like six, eight, however long they've been doing this, eight years, six years, or whatever. I guess seven since. Uh, if it's so seven, miserable, right? stop. Right, right. So I'll, that's a long <laughs> way of me saying like, just a long way of me saying like, I let that stop. stop. As yeah, a stop watching big it. fan, I'm not a major mega fan, but I'm a pretty yeah. big fan of Star Wars. I ended up really enjoying it. And if you just watch the first three episodes, you might be like me, kind of like, where are they going with this? I don't know how they're going to. That's why it's a series. It's a whole six episode story. It's, it's and a six hour movie. I thought they movie, tied yeah. it together really well and I really enjoyed it. Which is right. why I like watching things back to back. Yeah, man. Mm, yeah. Totally Here enough. we go. We got to talk about this again, don't we? <laughs> In this case, it makes total Actually, sense. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, you're an idiot for it. Uh, but yes. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, why don't you follow the advice uh, right behind you? So. <laughs> I can't see what's behind me because it's fake. <laughs> he just and it's, He's fake. Like, I, it's just my wall, man. <laughs> a key? Yeah. No, it's not, no, it's not my real Mickey? wall. Right? Mickey? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So what were you guys' thoughts? And, and you, you can get specific if you want to. This is going to be spoiler-ish. All of us have seen all the episodes. So if you're listening or watching mm-hmm. and you don't want to hear anything about it, you can. This is the last the episode. Ended about, for you. So, yeah. yeah, you can. You can shut it down. But I can't believe they killed Luke, man. That's crazy. Spoiler. Yeah, it really <laughs> was. Was there actual we're articles? Really in the multiverse of madness now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Was Was that real though? Were there actual articles being written? Like, are they gonna? No, kill? you can't. Anyone who like you can Photoshop anything these days. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like I, just I, just, I don't sure. know what's real or what's not. I think, it's hard to say because I, I think there website. were speculative articles before the final episode saying, "What if they did this and they create a multi?" There were there were speculative pieces oh, about it. Okay. Dumb. Well, that's um, dumb. It's just yeah. not, that's not what Star Wars has ever been. Yeah, about. right. So in, fact, really... in fact, in Rebels, they introduced time travel and stuff like that, and they're like, no, let's not do that again. So <laughs> can I just point out the <laughs> things that people were people were ticked off early in this series because Absolutely. Grand Inquisitor yeah. was one of the big ones. I can't believe you killed yep. him off. You just broke the canon. Well, no, they didn't, because there was well, a plan for that storyline. Yeah. and You didn't watch the whole right. show. Right. Yeah. And again, <laughs> We're doing spoilers here. He, of course, shows back up alongside Darth That's, Vader. They she knew... has two stomachs. All, they... also, uh... <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. A lot of people can survive big stomachs. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but and uh, saw... he's not the first person to survive via rage. There's a whole, you know, arc with Maul. He t- gets sliced in half in anger to Obi-Wan. And he's still alive, alive so... right? Yeah. 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 So this so... is like, this is a little poke in the stomach, you know? Like, Maul got literally sliced in half, you know? So, <laughs> right. yeah. so what do you guys think about the... We'll go to Obi Wan in a second, but what do you think about the Reva storyline, her arc of what, who they who they end up revealing her to be? Who I thought was pretty. I can obvious. tell you what the internet thought about her. No, no, I want to hear what <laughs> God you guys think. What a train wreck! Hold on, which character? And by the way, the third it's a, sister. It's a few jerks. Oh, but, okay. Wait, uh, what do you think about what they did with her storyline, well, which I think was telegraphed, but still, yeah, it's it's, it's a classic 
story of you know of light going to dark and dark going back to light you know like yeah. you've seen that story with like quinlan voss maybe not you guys but you know people <laughs> star wars fans have seen that story before uh, knights, of the, knights of the old republic kylo ren's a good example of that you yeah. know like so th- it's yeah. a very it's something that has happened many times before so people who were mad about it i was just like well this happens a lot you know yeah. like this, yeah, is, this, yeah. is a pretty, this is a pretty used storyline or whatever yeah. i got the execute uh, even even the sister in uh fallen order like she's kind of like at the very end, it's like, hey, maybe I was wrong, you know, and then Vader kills her at the end. So, you know, it's yeah. just like they're, they're like this is a story that we've seen plenty of time, uh, plenty of times. And I thought the execution was fine. You know, like I, yeah. I thought it was good. Um, you know, I I, I kind of think it, it was a weird place to put it in with such a personal story with Vader and uh, yeah. uh, uh, Obi-Wan. So like sometimes it kind of felt disruptive, you know, just yes. like being there. But I like saw, I, yeah. I, I can see that, yeah. But like I, it, I don't. That's not a criticism. It's just more of an observation, you know. But like yeah. you, you have to have the Inquisitors there because at this time they're at odds with Vader, like vying for like the Emperor's like eye, you know. Mm. So like Vader like hates the Inquisitors and like their existence and like they're like they're just kind of tools to him and stuff like that. And they're very existing during this time, so they had to be in this show in some capacity. Of Vader was going to be in there because uh, they were kind of always in his litter, you know. So. Um, I, I so I, I've seen a lot of criticisms like well like the fifth brother you know like Han from like but like, he doesn't do anything you know and all these people don't do anything and it's like yeah they they don't because it's not really about them you know we're here to see Obi Wan yeah. and like face off they're just there because in the canon they would have been there you know they would have been sure. there in right. the situation so. and heaven forbid Disney try to create a new character you know because yeah. everybody always yeah. gives them crap well, and, and, not making and, anything and new shame, Star Wars. shame on her for being black and female right guys <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, uh, you know it's so. interesting I don't think any of the criticism directed at her made any sense because she is clearly a good actress but yeah. sometimes I'm not trying to be critical here, but sometimes the writing just wasn't great for her character. It Welcome got Star better. Wars, it got better as <laughs> I want to be clear. I think it got better as the show went on. I thought that they gave it her did. better material as the yeah. episodes went on. And I thought that's why it felt like, well, I don't hate her that much. Well, that's because the material that she had to work with got better. I thought. Well, yeah. and, and another thing I always see, it's like, well, she was just so emotional. I was like, well, yeah, that this you follow yeah. the dark side by having emotions that's the whole well, that's the, also that's the whole story guys that we've been doing since the beginning of all this all is yeah. that the dark side is giving into your emotion so that's why kylo rent those tantrums and you know we didn't like it then either you know and yeah, reva doesn't true. like it but vader in this show throws tantrums big time and we he love does. it everyone like nom, 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 where it, everyone's <laughs> eating it up so it's okay that he does it but any other sith god forbid ever have feelings about well him. also yeah. i mean for god's sakes the, this guy that was a jedi just came waltzing in just started murdering kids like you know yeah, like, of course she's gonna have emotions traumatizing yeah, yeah. Man. and the rage like you said connected to the sith stuff. did i now when yep. in her flashback did she get stabbed as a kid and survive that? She did. She got stabbed okay. and survived, yeah. So okay, she, she like, survived underneath, like, the bodies of her friends, yeah, she, which okay. I thought was yeah. dork, super dark, you know. What which you Jeff and about? I were also tar- talking. It's like, you know, there were, there were articles where it's like, this show was darker at one point. And I was like, man, if it was any darker, you couldn't have it on Disney+. Plus. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. It was already skirting the line of, like, yeah. being... Vader walks into a town and just starts murdering people. Dude, snapping necks? Yeah, like... snapping necks and, like, killing kids and, like, yeah. you know... And, 
it's it's one of those things where I'm just like, this is what women. Vader in the Disney era has never like we've gotten the coolest version of Vader ever with Rogue One and this and stuff like that. Like Vader's back and he's the coolest bad guy ever, you know. And like that's because of Disney's like tutelage or closing scene of Rogue One, one of the coolest things Star Wars has ever seen. Yeah, yeah, and we get a lot of this. Like, there's a lot of there's moments. Vader's like like walking really quickly into a room because he's frustrated, and I'm like, boy, look at that guy walk! Like it's just there's there's a there's a presence of him physicality wise. Can I, um, you know? can I just say something? So like obviously Star Wars started in the 70s, right? Or late 70s, 77. Yeah, so like, not not to sound like a jerk, but like I think Vader is inherently a little goofy looking. If I'm gonna be honest, I think his I think it's like something I don't know. I think it's something about the helmet is a little goofy looking, but he, yeah, he walks into a room and you're like, I'm like, holy shit. What's this guy's about <laughs> I gotta to do? I got to pretend to take a phone call real quick. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah, still, yeah. it's still, he has a present. You're right. Yeah. He has a present. I mean, uh, he's goofy, Hayden I think in my opinion, but yeah, I don't get that at all. But the other part okay. I do. Um, yeah. But uh, Hayden had to like go through like training of how to like walk like Vader and stuff like that. Like he went through like a six week like walking. You yeah, because he like, never actually got to walking. No, yeah, Vader, yeah. Right? yeah. So like uh, so like that. A lot of like uh, there's three people playing Vader in this show. You know, there's I was gonna the, say it wasn't just, just like the man, man, just like the Mandalorian. You know, like there's the there's the the sword master. You know, who who does mm-hmm. a lot of the. Uh, shots like in the combat scenes there's the there's the tall guy in the suit so anytime he needs to be standing next to someone to make him seem like he's taller than everybody that guy's in the suit and then hayden's in the suit (laughs) the rest of the time uh so just like the mandalorian it it takes like three different people to like play these my head hurts just trying to think of the logistics of putting together those shots yeah no thank you to any of that yeah um yeah so in general i thought they did a pretty good job with reva's storyline even though i kind of guessed it when they put out the tweet we're excited to see her story unfold. I was like, oh, okay, she turns good at the end. Like, I saw it coming before the story told me it was going to happen. So I was a little annoyed. The show, that... Yeah, the show Sorry, opens up. The, I was going to say, the show opens up, like, on you seeing a girl. I was like, oh, hello, you know, like, uh, I, it just, I, I caught it immediately. I was like, hey, that's okay. probably Reva, you know? <laughs> I, yeah. I, Same here. I wouldn't have known she's going to turn good. Because I didn't. So maybe you guys knew that this character existed before the show started. I'm just going in as a user. Yeah, I wasn't who, aware, yeah. No, she's a, a brand viewer. new. Char- she's a brand new character of the show. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. You guys sound are sounding like you're saying as soon as you saw a character, you knew she was going to turn good at the end. No, no. I'm just saying that the second I saw a little black girl in the very first scene of the show, I go, yeah. "That's Reva." Like I didn't she, know. That, I didn't know that Reva was a name before the show started. Well, I just knew because we saw trailers of oh. her in the trailers. Okay. You know, yeah. All you, that to you say. See, when you're watching an Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, Reva is in the trailer. So, like, I was like, oh, sure. that's the Inquisitor that's going to be hunting everybody is this girl, this little girl gotcha. in the scene of the show. I, I had no say... idea she's going to turn good. That's not okay. what I'm Okay, 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 fair enough. That's yeah. what I was trying to say was that, unfortunately, in this day and age of social media, when we don't have to go into discussion about what happened, who said what, and whether or not it was overreacted to, overanalyzed, or given too much of a platform. But on the other side unfortunately because disney needed to defend their actress which shouldn't they shouldn't have to defend her from this horrible stuff that's being said i agree they shouldn't have to but the way they defended her at least for me as an average twitter scroller i was like oh she's gonna turn good because they said we love moses and we're excited about the character reva and watching her story unfold what else could that mean i'm sorry but i feel like disney spoiled their own character maybe that's just for me Maybe that's mm. only a Tim problem. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, she's going to turn good. So I was kind of waiting for the good turn to happen. So when they mm. revealed, like, oh, she was one of the kids. I'm like, yeah, of course she's trying to kill Vader. Like, I mean, 
that to it, me made it disappointing. And that's just because of the nature of our social media world that we're in. And I shouldn't have been reading. That's it. not even like a point it. that needs to be used to like not harass a human being who's playing a character. Like, like the oh, fact that that's even like even having to be said is insane. Like, correct. It was nice seeing the cast stick up for each other. I felt like yeah. uh, the yeah. the sequel trilogy cast, like no one was really backing anybody. Again, up. Again, that's why so I'm separating like, those two things. Like yeah, they, need, so, they needed to support her. The cast supporting her is great. That's yeah. awesome. But the way they worded that, like, it's almost like they were telling people, this is all, this is what me. I felt like they were almost telling everyone, don't worry, she's a good guy. You'll like her at the end. That's what it felt like oh. they were communicating with. We're excited for her story yeah. to unfold. I, I definitely, didn't, a I definitely didn't get that, but I kind of saw, again, like, when we were a few episodes in, I was like, oh, I kind of see where we're going with this, you know. Yeah. So I think I figured out maybe organically. Uh, but... So trying to separate from that, I was like, I think I liked what they did with her story. We've seen it before in Star Wars. I said the same thing Kyle was saying earlier. The guys, this has been done before. And I thought they did a pretty good job of it. I liked the the reveal that Vader's known on all along and like he kind of led her along to believe she was moving up the ranks and getting closer to him when she really wasn't. Like I, I liked all of that stuff. I thought that was well done and, and well played out. Um, and it kind of made the earlier episodes make more sense. So I liked that. I like, I overall enjoyed her storyline and if they bring her back Dang. in future stories, I'm interested to see what they do with her. Yeah. We got, we got another force user just out in the universe during a time yeah. where a lot of people during the original trilogy was like, what's the force? Right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's fun. Oh, that's, that's that made-up nonsense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really Han Solo. Han Solo. I've been around to a lot of places and never heard of that. It's like, dude, the Jedi existed 30 years ago, dude. I don't know why you're. Yeah. So well, the universe is infinite. So I mean, yeah, so you know, they, sure, so sure that this a didn't galaxy exist. that was far, far away. Just don't worry. About uh, it. Um, the overall Obi Wan storyline, I thought when it, the way that they circled it back at the end was very, very satisfying. All the way down to that final battle where you know over the last few episodes he started to kind of get back to his old self i liked watching the rust fall off of him both in terms of his ability but also his confidence and like who he really is his identity kind of figuring out who he is like remembering who he is kind of a that mufasa moment like remember who you are like he kind of had that where he remembered oh yeah i'm one of the best jedi that's ever lived and so i'm gonna um do some cool stuff the the freaking the to the freaking scene where he just lifts his hands up and just starts pelting the shit out of vader for like a full minute boulders Boulders Boulders, so cool (laughs) oh my god like that was amazing i actually said Um, out loud when that happened i was like dragon ball z like for some reason that just made me think of that type of a fight where he's like Like, he almost had like a smirk on he had a smirk on his face too a little bit right like like a tiny bit like a little bit of a smirk. yeah i think he did yeah yeah um even the, the area they were fighting was very Dragon Ball Z, like just yeah, like you know, stalag- stalagmites yeah. or stalactites yeah. coming from the ground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Everyone so- who was complaining about the line in episode four where he says, last time we fought, I was a student, you were the master, whatever that yeah. line is. Right. And then they're like, well, look, he just got his butt kicked in the junkyard uh, with the fire and all that stuff. Okay, well, that now lo- no longer holds any water. That complaint doesn't even hold water because what just mm-hmm. happened here in this final yeah. duel. Yeah. You saw who the master was. He was still calling a master too, so it's like in in his mind, those pieces of Anakin were still like calling him out, you know. So it's like, but after this fight and after he gave it all away, or after he like stopped this obsession and killed that little part of Anakin, he's the master now, you know. So Um, again, a lot of lines and moments actually recontextualize a lot of stuff from episode four, five, and six in ways that enhance it for the better, you know. I think so. So. Uh, yeah, I know I've said this before, and I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not trying to like beat a dead horse. Like, I'm just not I'm not like as strong of a fan of the series as you guys are, like 
Final Fantasy to me is what Star Wars is to like Kyle or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that that moment, at the, especially when like Hugh and uh, Obi Wan is like, I'm sorry, I am sorry. Like he's I like pouring up, his man. soul out. Well, yeah, yeah I was... actually started to too. Yeah. I was like, how is this hitting? Like I'm not that connected, but like I just felt it, man. Like I remember the prequels. I actually did watch those. Um, cause I was old enough. I was like, I'm going to go to the theater. I'm going to watch these in the theater. So like, I, I do remember the prequels. Um, I don't have any strong opinions about them negative or positive necessarily, but I, I felt the emotion there. Like it yeah, definitely hits you. That was good. That was really good. I thought that was good. And then I thought, what was, there was another moment that hit me. Um, it's when he's describing his, the, uh, the parents. Your, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I got, cause in that oh, moment, yeah, he was yeah, finally yeah. able to see Anakin yeah. for Anakin. Like he separated the two in his head finally. Yeah. Like, Anakin yeah, is yeah. Anakin. Died, so he was able to say nice things about Anakin for the first time. Right. Uh, and like the way that he just described it to her, like to Leia and even just like Leia looking over and she's like, well, I've got parents. I don't need to know more than that. You know, yeah. like I was like, whole oh, thing was very this sweet. is like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and way to like connect it to, to Leia, like here, here we are like now we know he has this actual deep connection not just to to luke necessarily although he's just kind of protecting luke from afar right but um mm -hmm. like also he went on this journey saving the Almost other Skywalker. He, had a, he had a higher connection with right him than, right yeah. than although i saw people bitching because in the i guess in the original like i saw somebody a, a comment somewhere or something they were like oh so like then why didn't she um show more more emotion when obi-wan died in the uh the original trilogy it's like well they didn't I know mean, they were going to connect it this way right so, so that's well, that's yeah. what i was talking about at the beginning like sure. not every pipe in the building you're building is going to connect perfectly through the rest of the neighborhood right. like you let yeah. that part go because that's true now that we know they had a very close bond i actually have said this too and it was like, yeah, should it bother me? You know what? No. I mean, and I think I Kyle mean, George said didn't even think to make them siblings no. until like episode yeah. eight. Right. So or seven, Kyle, wait, eight, seven, eight. Kyle said hell? something that jumped five? out to me. Five? He said, uh, five and he six, said this is hey, this is the this is what happens when you tell a story out of order. Yeah. Not only not only out of order, but you have different storytellers with different styles and, and they have different view, like this thing has warped and shaped. The fact that it stayed as canonized as it yeah. has is impressive. Well, and, and also, can I just say, and I brought this up and kind of as a joke, but I really meant it as like a real like kind of counterpoint or whatever. She just lost her whole planet. You know what I mean? And she wasn't too cut about right. that. You know what I mean? So right, right, it, right. She, it's, it's allowed for her to just always be showing face because she's the princess and a senator and also a, rebe a rebel leader and stuff like that. She's probably not going to be walking around going, oh. Ben, oh Alderon, you know, right, like, oh right, my God, right, you know? exactly. Like, ben exactly. constantly keeping like, like it's it's part of her character to keep to keep like a face, you know, uh, because she is like the leader of the rebellion. So if she shows any kind of weakness, you know, like it, it may not. So the bullshit. Well, I mean, it's just like you know, I think you can make that assumption just by yeah. like knowing her character, you know. But also, these stories were told out of order, thirty years apart, and yada yada. So right. Well, yes. Do you I, think I, when they made a new hope was that? 45 no 35 years ago how many years mm -hmm. ago is that now 45 years ago right sure yeah i'm trying to do I'm not, math i'm not here to do math it's saturday dude <laughs> dude they made a new hope 45 years ago how dare they not know that there was going to be a series in the future where they were right. going to connect the young leia with ben right, and she should right. have reacted well, we have the technology we're going to tell a story you know? <laughs> so again those are elements of and yeah I, you just gotta I, let it go even know? i as someone who loves almost everything that's star wars related i was like that's fine what they did here was fine because boy did they tell a good story and yeah. ben and leia had a real connection i loved their bond by the end and it was very moving so 
none of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and and really just making yeah. the prequels not seem cheesy. It made right? the prequels like, way just, better, I think. It just made them yeah. seem like so much darker. Really like taking really the good. essence of like what like um Anakin, what happens to Anakin? Well, even just like, seeing that clone trooper who's like a vet, like in his armor on oof, the streets, homeless. I was like, boy, there's some social commentary here. Whoa, that was good. like that was good. you know, uh, you know, throwing vets to the side when when it's not wartime anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. they're obsolete warriors. You know, we're just gonna throw them out and not take care of them. You know, like there, there, it was it was dark. That's some dark stuff. And the amount of kit, like in, in the prequels, Anakin ignites his lightsaber and it cuts in this we see him swinging low you know there's a lot of like <laughs> yeah. you see a lot yeah. more of him actually like yeah. you know pseudo slicing through little kids you know so it's yeah, like they, yeah, they yeah. really made everything a lot darker here um also I, I feel like it'd be remiss to say like my favorite part is when he gets his like uh, helmet cut in half Ooh, yeah. And you see, like, his burnt, like, you know, uh, body underneath there and uh, that whole exchange where you he's... hear him. You hear him. You hear him, but you mask. hear tones of the yeah. mask as well. Don't you know? love the audio work there between? Yeah, 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 as yeah. But, uh, but also, there's a very cool, like, there's a moment where he's like, You didn't kill Anakin, and the yes. blue is flashing yeah. on his face, you yeah. know, and you're like, Oh, is Anakin? You know, is Anakin like showing his face here? And he's like, I killed Anakin. And then you see yeah. his red lightsaber take over the the lighting of his face. So and then well you done. see this yellow light. And I'm just like, boy, they, t they spent so much time on making sure that the Because I don't remember in anything ever lightsabers lighting up like this. Like yeah. lighting up everything around them, lighting up people's faces. Like they really made sure to like use that as a thematic tool, you know, yeah, in this. In this uh, hell, and... Oh, I was gonna say in, in old movies, light. like they don't even uh, uh, omit light at all. You know what yeah. I mean? So like they don't they don't omit light on anything. So it's so interesting to see like lighting off of like Vader's helmet. Like you see, yeah, the fire. It was, like you said, they didn't light up in the original trilogy. The prequel yeah. trilogy are probably all CG. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a plastic toy or whatever, practically. Uh, so yeah, now they're actually using lighting, and I think the for sequel trilogy did it a little bit uh, with you a little know, bit. Uh, you see, you with with Last there. Jedi, when he's like, uh, you know, Ben is, uh, or whatever, Kylo is. You really see it in that scene. Yeah, you yeah, see it in that scene. Lightsaber, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's, the, um, that's it's good the, stuff. It's the, definitely the background. They purposefully had the kind of like, it is it is a pretty, because it's dark. And very. it's just kind of like, these like, just gray, very gray, rocky background. So I think they just like purposefully had that sort of almost like really plain background to have the lightsabers really emphasized. That's great. Which is a great also, move. also just like oh. uh, the moment like where like Obi-Wan, he's standing with like his back towards like all the like, you know, mountains and, and stuff like that. And Vader's coming from nothing. Like it's just like a barren wasteland behind him, you know? Yeah. Like he's, yeah. So it's just so cool to like uh, just see that or whatever. Uh, there's like this backdrop moment where you see the moon. I guess it's, they're on a moon. So it's the planet in the background. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan standing here and, you know, Vader standing over here. And I'm like, that's a background. That's a, you can yeah. download that and put on your, you know, your desktop right now you know uh yeah. a lot of a lot of cool moments like that uh qui-gon showing up pretty cool dude you know? yeah. <laughs> big time yeah. <laughs> for like yeah. seven like six seconds like there's man money but it was just funny it's just funny him, him showing to up the set you know like you know, right. if, yeah. if y'all have got to see his atlanta cameo i'm telling you you're gonna die like it's so funny yeah, dude. <laughs> great, yeah. if this is the last time that we see obi-wan i know there's rumors of oh second season maybe whatever if they don't do a second season i'm happy with what they did here yeah and and the implication of this is how he was able to get the final training he needed to do what he does in A New Hope, mm -hmm, you know, to mm -hmm. kind of 
disappear. Like I'm happy with that connection. I think they're good. I could it's see them coming. enough. I think. Yeah. I think it is too. I don't. I don't really need more of this. I am not saying I wouldn't watch it day one. I totally would because I love you and McGregor and I love Star Wars. So I totally will. I'm just saying I don't need any more of that. And I loved. I think they wrapped it up in a very smart way that allows it to be like, if this is the final Obi Wan story. It's great. We're good. Yeah, and yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to do more. Give that great. Leia kid a show. <laughs> yeah, give her funny. her own show. She's yeah. Great. Give her she's own good, good little actress. Let her, let her grow up a few more years and give her own teen Leia. <laughs> the teen years? Yeah, give me give me a Dawson's Creek on a different planet or whatever. Give me, sure. give me one of those. Yeah, why not? Yeah. The, the last thing I wanted to make sure we mentioned is uh, they did allow Ewan to give a hello there before the show was over. Yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you had to have it. Yeah, I like yeah. how they saved it to like the last moment though. Because there were yeah. other opportunities he could have said it through. He said hello to that like to Zach yeah. Raff, you know, and like yeah. I'm like oh, huh? oh he, he's like hello, and that's the end of my greeting <laughs> to you. Yeah, and that's all because I've never said anything after that ever, you know. <laughs> Um, a lot of fan service there, man. And like this show was yeah. kind of like filled with a lot of that fan service, but not in a way where like, because I know a lot of you guys don't watch the cartoons like that, and like y'all didn't seem lost or didn't know what was going no, on no. or didn't not feel like you were missing really context or anything like that. So, and I feel like Star Wars, like you just said, has always done really well with that. You can watch The Mandalorian; they can drop a term like the dark saber. You not know what that is, but you're intrigued still. You know what I mean? Like, I, so I don't the know what beauty it is. of things like YouTube have allowed me to see so many recaps and fast versions of rebels and clone wars like Mm -hmm. even though i haven't watched those start to finish i probably never will to be honest there's so much content i don't know that i'll ever watch it all the way through start to finish every episode i have seen the recaps and clips of all the major storylines i knew what the dark saber was when it showed up in the mandalorian i know Mm -hmm. who the grand inquisitor is like i i've seen these characters and i'm aware of who they are based on the cartoons um so that helped of course a lot because i'm a big fan of it enough to sit there through hours of youtube content um, but I don't think I would have been lost even without that stuff. Well, no, that's the thing. That's, that's what's cool is even if you didn't do the homework, like I, I don't feel like you would have been robbed of much. So. You know what I mean? Yeah, but for I people like me, who I don't like, do the homework at all. And I'm still like, you know, and uh, you know, <laughs> I'm like a walking encyclopedia for all the extra stuff that is there that isn't yeah. important to anything except for idiots like me who devote their life to it. You know, like that layer is there for me as well to enjoy. So it's yeah. just like, I feel like they're really nailing it. You know, like I'd say whatever you will about Disney, like buying Star wars but they disney knows how to reach broader audiences they just do that's their literal their whole entire business plan is casting out the biggest net possible or whatever so whether that's by like making pixar movies like not age gated so like kids and parents can enjoy them alike just uh, they're doing the same thing with star wars not just with age but just with the level of fan that you are you know like all fans are welcome just come on in and enjoy the content not many do you know to be to be fair but uh uh, it, it is it is a pretty open platform for people to come in and enjoy it uh, at, at their level, you know, without having to do like, the extra work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that uh, the one thing that I wish we knew more about was Wade because they were really sad about Wade. And I still don't know. Do you guys remember that in that episode at the end? When yeah. They were like Wade. Yeah. What happened to I, Wade? I don't, I don't remember. He was the guy in the other snowspeeder who got killed. So like oh, the, sure, the, sure, the, sure. the Asian girl who's Deborah Chow, who directs and writes all the episodes she survived, but like Wade, the guy in the second speeder, died. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just really funny to me that that was a sad, really sad moment on that episode. But uh, I, well, I mean, they 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 had mentioned earlier that they're not soldiers, so like we don't fight. You know, right, we just right. help people. So when one of them right. died, that's why 
Tala was like, well, I guess you're soldiers now, which I thought was a really shitty thing to say after someone just that died. Yeah. I By was the like, way, that's kinda, why would you say that? <laughs> as, as new characters go, I think Tala might have been my favorite new character of the season. I think the actress was great, and I thought her character was really interesting. Tala, I liked her. Uh, Tala had just as much to do with Obi-Wan coming out of the show as Leia did. You know, they both like got him back Tala to where was he great. was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about the the dude there that kept being like, I'm not a leader, man. I'm not a leader. But then Obi-Wan's Bro, Roken? like... Roken? Roken, yeah. Is he important? Ice, Ice Cube's kid? Ice Cube's uh, son? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> what do you yeah. mean, is it? He looks exactly like him. What do you mean? Dude, wasn't he, didn't even cross my... I did, didn't even put it... Yeah. Now uh, it makes sense. So, no, sense. but they're obviously setting him up to show up in future projects, like okay. Andor or something like that. Because he goes out of his way to be like, you're a leader and right. don't give up. Right. And he's like, I'm just getting started. Yeah, I think yeah, he's going to yeah, yeah. show up in some capacity. I think so. But he has not shown up before now. He's a new character. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's good for now. If we need to circle back to this at some point, we can. But um, I enjoyed it. Any other so, thoughts before we wrap up? Star Wars sucks, right? I mean, it's just terrible. It's just Sunday. the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's the poll. We're going to watch right. it again. <laughs> we took a, we took a poll. The next thing. That's what it would say. We're going to wrap up our Obi-Wan talk. And I listen, there's plenty of other places we could go with this. Uh, I don't know if Jeff's going to fall asleep because of the stuff he ate that's now wearing off. But we're going to... Yeah. Well, he's pull, he's pulling a Derek now, so he's falling asleep. Yeah. What? I have been awake this whole time. You just couldn't see me. Kids, All right. Kids. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here. Right? That's what gummies do, right? The, you, you can't see me now? Yeah, that's right. <laughs>